Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 536. And Van Halen went back to Nagel on Rock 102. Oh, it's going to be your wet one today. Rainy with a high of 44. However, tomorrow, sunny and a high of 58, which is two degrees away from 60, if you didn't know that. It's 26 right now in downtown Springfield. Yo, know, in lieu of giving you an opportunity to win stuff on a Springfield Thunderbird Thursday, mm-hmm. Nate Costa will uh, be joining us today. We're just going to give you the Thunderbird. Yeah, that's it. I mean, we don't have to, tickets to give away. Uh, Pat's giving away tickets this afternoon. Yeah. We, we've got a big bag of Jack Squat, but we do have Nate Costa. We yes, will also we have Paul Kozib today from V1 Vodka. Wow. Look at that. Drinks and ice. Alcohol exactly. and hockey. Yeah. <laughs> Can't beat that. Who's ever combined that before? Uh, I'm pretty sure they do it every game and every, uh, you know. You might be right about mm-hmm. that. Well, well, there you go. That's, there you go. that's, that's what that, we got. We got a hell of a show going on today. That's the whole damn broadcast. And we'll do the whole thing. <laughs> Unbeknownst to anybody. Right. It's Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 550 at heart. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be rainy today with a high of 45. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 58. It's 26 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Uh, People Magazine made a list of celebrities who are fans of the Philadelphia Eagles and Kansas City Chiefs. Because everybody wants to know. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. Uh, Miles Teller. What do you think? Chiefs. Eagles. Really? Paul Rudd. Chiefs. Yep. Kevin Hart. Chiefs. Nope. Eagles. Eagles? Yep. There's only two choices. Oh, I see. Jason Sudeikis. Chiefs. Yep. Okay. Uh, Pink. Chiefs. Nope. Eagles. Eagles. Bradley Cooper. Chiefs. No, Eagles. He was in that movie with the whole uh, notebook or whatever the hell it was called. Playbook. What is it? Uh, Something like that. Something like Rob Riggle. Chiefs. Who's picking these celebrities? (laughs) Will Smith. <laughs> Chiefs. No, Will Smith is from oh, Philadelphia. Right, yeah. Brad Pitt. Chiefs. Yes. Henry Winkler. Chiefs. Yes. All right. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. A, yeah good. Uh, who are you rooting for? I didn't even know. Uh, I am uh, I am rooting for uh, Big Y to help me provide all of my football snacks. Yeah, see, I'm, uh, I'm rooting more for uh, who, wherever I fall on that field. That illegal office football pool that at some other office that I'm part of. Yes, yeah. that would be uh, that would be great. But that's really all about the score. Yeah, yeah, you know, more than anything else. But I uh, I don't really have a preference. I know yeah. I don't like the Eagles fans, but I have no problem with either team per se. Uh, in a new interview with the Hollywood Reporter, Harrison Ford was asked what he'd want on his tombstone. Chiefs. <laughs> no, I I was. Thinking he would say cheese and pepperoni oh, yeah. and you right. Know, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, when the interviewer uh, <clears throat> he said, "quote I wouldn't want to be I wouldn't want it to be Harrison Ford blah 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 actor. I'd settle for was useful. He really wasn't useful. Well, I don't know about that. He was uh, like in the Fugitive. He was uh, looking for that one armed man. When the interviewer replied that he w- that that was a particularly reductive way to sum up a life, Harrison quote Well, there's not a lot of space on a tombstone." Ford also talked about Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny and how the original script had a lot of old jokes in it. 
He said, quote, we took them all out. I'd rather create behavior that is the joke of age rather than talk about it. You know, like him, oh, I can't get up out of this pile of snakes. (laughs) As opposed to, I'm old and I can't get up out of this pile of snakes. (laughs) That was the old joke. Yeah. Uh... All is not well within the Journeyverse, and it has not been for a long time. I know, lots of problems. Uh, founding guitarist Neil Schoen and keyboardist Jonathan Kane have been at odds over several issues like politics and who gets to spend the band's money and how. They're doing a 50th anniversary tour right now, and Neil has been wanting to get original keyboardist Greg uh, Rowley, was it Raleigh? Raleigh. Raleigh, back. But last month, his plans were vetoed. At the time, Neil's wife posted a message on Facebook saying that two members of the current lineup refused to let Greg return. She added, quote, Let's ask God to find a way for them. Let's pray for forgiveness for those who hurt Greg Raleigh and hope that they learn what spirituality is someday. We all love you. Let me ask you a very uh, probing question. Yeah. If Journey never got back together ever again, Mm -hmm. they were unable to resolve their problems. Yeah. Would you be able to sleep at night? No. I'd sleep like a baby. It's not clear what side Journey's current singer, Al Arnell Pineda, is aligned uh, with, but last weekend he tweeted this, I'm with this band to sing the legacy. If some of them are tired of me being with them, with all means, they can fire me anytime and don't lecture me about spiritual BS. Walk the talk. Ooh, Ooh that's a harsh word. On Monday, he posted a picture of one of his kids on Facebook and said, quote, This boy is one of the main reasons why the very crappy part of my life right now is so worth it to go through. His beautiful smiling. Yeah, he goes through about his kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then yesterday, he tweeted, So much hatred, people. We're on the brink of World War III. Let's just spread love. Don't you think it's better to die than to be uh, being loved than hated? Yeah, well said by the guy who everybody wants to see replaced by Steve Perry. No, but Steve Perry doesn't have the chops anymore. Did you hear his, like, you know, the last album he came out with, like, five, six years ago? I think that's been the reason why he's been, uh, he's disappeared. I think his voice is cashed. Yeah, he's done. Yeah, he's which no- is which is terrible, because the guy's voice is unbelievable. Uh, oh, Sherry uh, sounds like, uh, I don't know, back in black now. Because <laughs> his voice is so raspy. Yeah, he, you know? yeah, he now sounds like Brian Johnson. You're absolutely right. Uh, you know those heartwarming family films where an animal is separated from its owners and sets off an adventure filled with uh, adventure filled journey to reunite with them? Yes, I tear up at every one of them. Uh, this isn't one of those. In the upcoming movie Strays, Will Ferrell voices Reggie, a dumb little border terrier who thinks his owner Doug is the greatest guy in the world, but he's actually a scumbag who keeps trying to abandon Reggie. When Doug finally succeeds, Reggie falls in the with a with a pack of strays who finally make him understand that it's his owner who didn't lose him by accident. Mm. Still, Reggie vows to find his way back to Doug in order to bite his junk off. I'm sorry? In order to bite his junk off. To bite his junk. Yes. Off. Yeah, this isn't a family-friendly movie. No, uh, I'd say not. Will Forte plays Doug while Jamie Foxx, Isla Fisher, Fisher, and Randall Park are his new pack. The cast also includes uh, Josh Gad, Rob Riggle, and Sofia Vergara. Strays is rated R. Can obviously. we um can we make a like a vow right here? They will never use Rob Riggle's name twice in the same Hollywood trash. Yeah, yeah. Because you've done it twice now. I, well, I mean, he's a popular guy. He's not that popular. No, he's sort of popular. To get two st- to get two mentions in Hollywood trash, even Kim Kardashian doesn't get two mentions. I don't get two mentions in Hollywood trash. 
there's no stories about me. Well, I introduce you, and then you close by saying I'm Steve Nagel on Holly for Hollywood Trash. Oh, that's right. So you get two every single day. How about that? And you yeah. don't get in one. Not one. I just say maybe backs during the during the segment. Very unlikely. Uh, uh you know. Oh, you know what? We might as well do the Kim Kardashian thing because we're we're at that moment now. Anyway, Kim Kardashian took a selfie to show off her tight waist yesterday. Really. Said something to say. Oh my god, the last time I showed off anything this tight was when Ray J stuffed the ham hole with his Cobra Kai and I gave him a Miyagi grip in that sex tape you can purchase on Uport for $39.95. Are you waxing on or are you waxing <laughs> off? Right now. I'm just painting the fence. Uh, Caitlin? Oh, I never got that done dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once drained the minge monsoon. <sighs> yeah. I uh, couldn't wait to chat out. Well, she couldn't wait to chat on on the uh, the stink pickle off the long dong silver. <laughs> what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I had a nice conversation with the sewer trout staring right back at me. Well, hello, Mister Sewer Trout. <laughs> Where have you been? I've been in a couple of tight spots. <laughs> yeah. and that's, you got a Miyagi grip <laughs> on your head, don't you? And that's your Hollywood trash of Rock 102. Fight, envy. Animosity, grudges, disagreements, vengeance, vendettas, vindictiveness, malice, rancor, maliciousness, acrimony, contempt, or umbrage. I'm simply a fella looking to go about my day wearing rose-colored glasses and deluding myself with rocket-fueled optimism and sunshine. With that in mind, I'm sure you can imagine my shock when some people, and you know who you are, decided to openly mock me on Tuesday night. When the 21st-ranked Yukon Huskies defeated my alma mater, the 10th-ranked Marquette Golden Eagles, 87-72, some felt compelled to post on social media, and I quote, Hey, Baxi, what happened to your boys tonight? Or, Hey, Baxi, look like Yukon kicked your team's ass. Or, Hey, Baxi, what time is Marquette playing Yukon tonight because they missed the entire first half? Yes, those complaints were as comical as they were hurtful. And while it is true that Marquette played a terrible first half, I've completely gotten over it. How? All I had to do was wait until last night when the unranked Marquette women beat the number four UConn Huskies 59-52. to That not only settled the score and evened things up between these two remarkable institutions of higher learning, that loss last night represented the first back-to-back loss for the UConn women in 30 years. That's right. UConn lost on Sunday to the top-ranked South Carolina Gamecocks, and here they were losing last night again for the first time since 1993. Suddenly, I don't feel so bad about Marquette losing to UConn the other night. Now that the ladies have stepped up and have kicked the Huskies into their first losing streak since the Clinton administration, long before any of their players were even born, and nearly four years after I graduated. Oh man, it must suck to be you. Because while I could easily get wrapped up in the sort of public shaming and embarrassment, it only took me less than 24 hours to get over it. And I'm delighted to announce that my rocket-fueled optimism is back and better than ever. But hey, enough of my yapping. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. The cat did what? Again? Who's going to clean that up? What's going to clean that up? How about a Craftsman 12-gallon wet-dry vac? Only 80 bucks at Rocky's with your Ace Rewards card. Cat not included. Always get a good deal on tools more at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock.
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 611. And back to Nagel and Rock 102. Uh, it is going to be rainy today with a high of 45. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 58. It's 25 right now in downtown Springfield. Get a load of this local uh, lineup of celebritards in the studio today. Nate Costa from the Springfield Thunderbirds. Mm-hmm. All right, so could they've been on an eight-game winning, winning streak. It's been a long time since we've had uh, yeah. Nate in. Long overdue. It's been even longer since we talked to Paul Kozub from V1 Vodka. Both those guys are going to be in the studio at separate times after 8 o'clock. Awesome. There you go. We're going to have a damn good time. Today. Hockey and booze. Uh, not as much of a good time as I'm going to have tomorrow night. What are you doing tomorrow night? I am uh, co-DJing the uh, the school dance at uh, Littleville Elementary School. <laughs> oh, wow. How about that? Holy huh? crap. So, uh, you know, it was, uh, the, the uh, folks on the uh, par- parent teacher what is it, PTA thing? Parent-teacher association? Yeah, those folks. They reached out to me, like, I don't know, like a month ago and said, would you be interested in doing this? And I said, well, my daughter's actually interested in doing it. Uh, maybe we could do it together, you know? So we, we're going to do it together. Oh, nice. So then uh, my daughter and I were discussing. Now, mind you, this is kindergarten through fifth grade. It's not really a dance. It's more of a hangout kind yeah. of thing. Now, are they going to ask you to do, like, uh, like Kim Kardashian stuff while you're there? You know, <laughs> I was wondering. One of them, one of them might. Because <laughs> that kid, it always, it always happens. Some five-year-old kid. I love when you do that Kim Kardashian stuff. Well, it's funny because a lot of people listen like very early in the morning because you know whatever their work schedule is. Some of these kids might be up at like five a.m. and they're listening to that. <laughs> you know, way to go, parents. But uh, you know, my daughter and I were discussing the music, and the music today is uh, oh, how do you say it? A little uncouth. For the listening audience of a kindergarten through fifth grade class, mm-hmm. so I, uh, I was, I was just like, listen, I know you like some of those Taylor Swift songs, but she's getting a little, she's getting a little mouthy now, like she's, you know, she's getting a little uh, too vulgar with because she's growing as an artist. And yeah, it's, a, it's okay, okay to drop an f bomb. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm like, we we obviously can't do that. It's gonna be a big pain in the butt for me to like buy a bunch of <laughs> censored music. Right. Right. So uh, I say, you know what? Due to the age group, nothing but kids bop all night long. Well, because it's only two hours. Well, it's yeah. Only, it's only uh, five to seven. It's not like it's, uh, you know, uh, like a late night dance <laughs> where the older kids are showing up after 10. You know what I mean? Well, and there, there's not going to yeah. be a hell of a lot of dancing. No, it's it's basically just going to be a place for the kids to hang out for two hours. Yeah, if there's a bowl of punch, they'll yeah. be drinking punch yeah. and eating cookies and cake. Yeah, they're going to have snacks and all that other good stuff. Uh, but I did find uh, because we were uh, we were asking if if there was a the Cardi B WAP, if there was a <clears throat> um, a kids bop version of that. Okay, and lo and behold, a listener sent that to me the other day, and uh, here you go. It's. I said, you know I like to eat 11 days a week. Wings and pizza, stuff that crust for extra cheese. Yeah, we feasting on some wings and pizza. I'm so hungry, I can't stop. Bring that wings and pizza. Give me all the ranch you got for that wings. Yeah. 
Now, now, if you don't know the lyrics uh, to the original, Alaf, mm-hmm. I, uh, I, you might want to Google them. I can't, uh, I can't be responsible for what you find <laughs> if you don't know what that song really is. Actually, do yourself a favor. Mm-hmm. Go on to YouTube. Yeah. And uh, I believe is a version of Gilbert Gottfried reciting <laughs> the lyrics. Oh, the lyrics to that. Right before he died, right before, God, yeah. re- God rest his soul. Wow. And it was, it's, uh, it's beautifully done. So this, this, so this is uh, we're gonna be playing uh, this yeah. kind of stuff all night long. You know, um, there were when my kids were uh, were young and uh, in elementary school and their school dances. Yep. Uh, they would have uh, they would have uh, like a DJ come by. Remember John O'Neill? John O'Neill. The uh, the guy that used to sing uh, like the Irish song. Oh yeah, yeah, John O'Neill. Yeah, John O'Neill. Yeah. Uh, he would DJ some of these uh, these parties, and uh, you know, as long as you had the cha cha slide once or twice, you, yeah. these kids are pretty much happy for the whole night. That was right down here, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, my kids were going to like St. Mary's Academy. Right, but he used to do the pizza shop on like Wednesdays with the kids show, and there was like a I kids think show. You, I think you're right. Yeah, yes. yeah. yeah. Uh, so I wasn't part of that. It was just the yeah. school thing. But you know what I noticed yeah. in, in those situations at, at that age is they're not really focused on you know boys dancing with girls, or maybe you'll see like girls again dancing with girls. It's all very innocent, but it's like. Uh, it's not really like a like a dance. Years ago, I was hired uh, to do a father-daughter dance because the DJ backed out at the last minute, right? All right. So I, uh, I was hired to do this job. Now, I only had very young kids at the time, so I didn't have kids old enough to go to like a, like a daddy-daughter dance thing. I have never, ever been bombarded with requests more than I ever had at a father-daughter dance because that was like the uh, when One Direction was really, really popular. Oh, uh, yeah. Back yeah. in like 2012, 2013 kind of thing. And it was like it was like a waiting line <laughs> of kids, little kids coming up and asking me, can you play this? Can you play that? Can you play a Carly Rae Jepsen? Can you play a Call Me Maybe song? Can you play? <laughs> and it was the same request over and over again because all the kids had the idea, hey, you got to play this song. I wound up playing – it was like working here for the day. I repeated like six or seven <laughs> songs in a two-hour period. But as the DJ, don't you don't you want to say to these kids, "I just played, call me maybe." Yeah, I'm not going to play it again. But you know what? Children don't care. They love repetitiveness. They love it. They love hearing the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah, but there's still adults in the building. Like yeah. the chaperones, maybe some parents, some teachers. There was a, it was a father daughter dance, so it was a bunch of dads who knew each other, all like you know chewing the fat over at table five. Yep. You know, like uh, hey, we're here, all, we're doing our deed. You know, we all kind of wish we were someplace else, don't we? I, know I don't know I about that. I think it's nice that they you do the dress up thing, and uh, you know, you take your kid. I never, I never did that though. They never had a father daughter dance yeah. that I can recall. I'm kind of glad about that. No, the uh, the closest thing we ever did was that uh, when they did that teddy bear brunch down at uh, Max's Tavern. That's actually oh, yeah. a very fun thing to do if you have young kids. Uh, do they still do that? Yeah, it's uh, usually in December they do that. It was right before Christmas they usually do it. All right. It's a pretty damn good time. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to be DJing the, uh, the thing. That's uh, going to be so much fun. Hey, uh, you got kids ever hear NWA before? <laughs> <laughs> have you? Um, and then the other thing I'm doing on Sunday, I know it's Super Bowl Sunday, but from two to five, I am going to be uh, I'm going to be uh, doing some MCing for the uh, Westfield Animal Sanctuary. Oh, that's cool! 
Yeah, it's up in, uh, let me just see, make sure. It's up in uh, Northampton. It's uh, a beer tasting. It's uh, a pre-Super Bowl beer tasting? Yeah. That's a great idea. Isn't it a great idea? Progression Brewing Company on Pearl Street, Northampton, from oh, 2 yeah. to 5 p.m. So you got plenty of time to go home and, and still catch the game. It starts at 6.30 or 6 if you want to watch the pregame stuff. Right. Uh, tickets are 35 bucks. It includes a flight, a logo glass, and a raffle ticket. What's the raffle? Uh... I don't know. Like a, like one big prize or a bunch of other uh, not-so-big prizes? You know what? I don't have that information. Huh. But uh, I'm sure it's going to be something decent. That sounds like fun. For 35 bucks, you, you get a whole flight of beer. You know, a craft beer. Yeah, that's a great idea. A glass and uh, get yourself maybe a prize. I, if, I, if I felt like going out, and I, I really, yeah. really don't see myself yeah. going out of the house... Uh, all weekend long, because I got a you got a full day of preparation tomorrow uh, on on Saturday. What? But you're all, it's only two of you. How much full preparation do you need? I'm gonna make a bunch of snacks. Really? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm just gonna do pizzas. That's easy. <laughs> That's so pedestrian. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about the dips and all that stuff, and I dips, like, I man. It's where it's at. Can't do it. Making a chicken dip. Making a a couple of other dips. Yeah. I'm making dips lately, and I am crushing it with the dips. Crushing it. Crushing it with the dips. You're like uh, Martin Short on uh, Only Murders in the Building who eats nothing but dip. Can you blame him? No. That's, who doesn't love hap- dip? It's hap- And it's a gourmet dip. So, Yeah. Remember he's like uh, running through the building, the light, the power's off, and he's mm-hmm. got all these dips? Yeah. You gotta save the dips. Be the first thing to come out of my uh, come out of my fridge in, a, in an emergency. So are you doing the beer cheese thing? Thinking about it. It's so good last time and I got like one remaining beer in the fridge. Yeah. So I'm thinking... Do I drink that or do I use it in the beer cheese? Frankly, I think the beer cheese is a better option. The one I want to do is that monkey bread with the hot dogs in it. The yeah, little smokies. Listen, uh, anybody <laughs> that uh, laughs at little smokies, like those little pigs in the blanket, I've never had those little pigs in the blanket with those, with the little smokies. That's one of my favorite appetizers. Delicious. Is, is the little pigs in the blanket. Yeah. And you, you got to do them right, though. You know, there's a. I've had brands like the frozen brands before. Mm-hmm. You got to do them yourself. Nah, the frozen you, brands that loses moisture and I then totally it dries agree. out. Uh, you got to get your own Pillsbury crescent rolls, and you got to do it yourself. And you know what? Uh, just to make it more delicious, you know, just to give it like a little, a, a little rub of butter before you put it in the oven. Oh, on the little smokies. Oh yeah, like right there on the little, like, little you know, the, the crescent rolls. Because you you basically grab a couple tubes of, tubes of crescent rolls, yeah. right? You open them up. Yeah, they're already pre-cut in those little triangles. Make them golden brown. Make them golden brown and crispy. Oh, my Lord. You know, the other thing is, I got to make vegan ones, too. (sighs) I know. She's almost at the age where you could say, why don't you make your own vegan snacks while the rest of us have stuff that people want to eat? Well, because uh, I'm very proud of the fact that she has held on to her, uh, you know, I'm not eating meat from January of 2022, January 1st, and has stuck with that for over huh. a year. She'll be back. She's doing fish now, though. That's good. See? See now the walls are starting to break. Well, because you, you got even even people who who eat nothing but vegetables all day long go, really like a piece of chicken right now. <laughs> what, I, what I wouldn't do how for could, some dead how, animal flesh I, on a plate. I, I mean, I understand uh, you know people's convictions about not eating meat because it's harmful to the animal. But well, it's harm, well, but it's harmful to the plants too. They're they're living creatures. It's you know, har- fish, fish are animals. It's harmful to the planet to not eat them. 
because then they get overpopulated and they get sick and then they die anyway. There you go. So and you're you actually doing you're doing everybody a favor. I love delicious murder. Oh man, I love it too. I'm right with you. Good stuff. It's 623 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Hello, this is Kyle from Bob Peon Buick, GMC in Chicopee, where you're now. It's 625 at Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. You're going to be uh, rainy today with a high of 45. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 58. It's 25 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Nate Costa from the Springfield Thunderbirds will be joining us after 8 o'clock at around 845 this morning. Uh, Paul Koza from V1 Vodka. Pretty cool events coming up with uh, with V1, and uh, Paul will tell you all about it. Well, he's also got some updates on the uh, the Ukraine effort as well. Yeah, well, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. He's, he's got some uh, some things planned for that, and that it's you know very very cool. Like he's said before, his distillery is just just off the border of Poland and uh, Ukrainian uh, Ukraine, the Ukraine, 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 just Ukraine. Yes. So we'll be talking to him about that. All right, you ready to laugh? I am ready to laugh. It's Bax and Nagel's Joke of the Day. Tell me. Tell me what's fun. On Rock 102. Laugh it up, fuzzball. Springfield's Classic Rock. Uh, Well, I got two of them. Okay. I can do one, or I can do both. Either one. Are they short? Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, All right, we'll start with the uh, the better one. Or the, oh, I'm sorry. We'll start with the simpler one. Ready? Yes. What do you call a pig with three eyes? I don't know. What do you call a pig with three eyes? Pig. <laughs> get it? Got three, got eyes. three eyes in there. Yeah, right. All right. And then uh, in 1802, the condom was invented in New Zealand. No kidding. By using a sheep's lower intestine. And then some years later, Australians refined the idea by removing the intestine from the sheep first. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I did there? I don't even know what that means. Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. As of March 2022, 629 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. It's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Rent the all-electric Ionic 5 for 28 days. It includes insurance. Try it before you buy it. There's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. The Chicopee Police Department's Detective Bureau is looking for a missing 16-year-old. Christophina Tanner left her residence in Chicopee on, after 3 a.m. Wednesday morning, according to the Chicopee Police Department. The photo posted by the Chicopee Police Department on the Facebook page shows the same clothes Tanner was wearing when she went missing. Tanner is about 5'2", weighs 125, and has connections to the Chicopee, Springfield, and Agawam. Uh, locations. If you have seen or know where she may be, you're asked to call the Chickpea Detective Bureau. Uh, West Springfield police are looking to identify a suspect, a person suspected of stealing from a business. Could you be more specific? Well, it looks like it's a pharmacy because you could see the the thing in the background. Not in these photos, but on another photo, there was another. Uh, you could see the. It was like a. I think it was like a pharmacy covid-19 thing. Ah. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Doesn't well. say. Stole $1000 worth of merchandise from a West Springfield business last Friday. Now, uh I'm looking at the uh, the picture too and uh I would say uh, it's a pretty clear shot of the man's face. Yeah. Uh it would not be entirely uh See, to me if you were asking for my help in solving a crime, uh if it would be helpful to me to know what location you're talking about because uh that would put me in the mindset of saying hey i was there at the same time and then maybe i'll recognize that guy but since i don't know where you where you're at then it's uh it's up for me to be doing um <clears throat> investigative work of yeah. which i am not designed to do 
investigate. You're not an investigator. I am not. Mm-mm. I, that's the difference between like Inspector Clouseau to Inspector Clouseless. Uh, the Mass State Police are investigating after human remains were recovered in Westfield. Mass State Police spokesperson David Procopio said partial human remains were found inside Stanley Park in a heavily wooded area, which encompasses nearly 230 acres adjacent to the park. A uh, hunter reportedly found the remains on Saturday at around 5 p.m. The remains were determined to be that of 57-year-old Timothy Colendo of Westfield. Colendo was reported missing over three years ago in December of 2019. A friend told police that Colendo may have been paranoid and attempting to disappear off the grid. He was last seen on November 30th of 2019, left behind his phone, his vehicle, and his bank account has not been used since his disappearance. The partial skeletal remains were found in a wooded and swampy area deep inside the park. The search resumed on Tuesday afternoon with members of the state police emergency response team, which is specially trained in search and rescue operations, along with canine units. No additional uh, remains or related items were located. The officer of, Office of Chief Medical Examiner identified the partial remains, including dental evidence belonging to Colendo. State police said there's no evidence to sig- suggest Colendo's death is suspicious. Very sad, though. Yeah. The uh, IRS is telling millions of taxpayers who received special state tax refunds or payments to delay filing their 2022 taxes. There are a variety of state programs that distributed these payments in 2022, and the rules surrounding them are complex, the IRS said in a statement. We expect to provide additional clarity for as many states and taxpayers as possible as next week. The IRS said it is aware of questions surrounding the relief efforts that were crafted by states in different ways and are under different rules. In California, for instance, residents who met the income filing status and dependent requirements received checks ranging from $2,000 to $1,000 as part of the middle-class tax fund. A spokesman for the Franchise Tax Board told Nexstar that as far as California state taxes are concerned, the MCTR is not taxable income, but it noted that it may be considered federal income. Mm. So those refund checks that you got from the Mass Department of Revenue could be considered income by the IRS. You know, that is uh, garbage, I think. It's nickel and diamond, the taxpayer. Because isn't that money already money that you, it was returned to you because- Of an overpayment. Of an overpayment. Yeah. So you're going to tax me on an overpayment of tax money that I have already spent. Does that make any sense to you? No. You see what I'm getting at? While this is unusual, this kind of determination in the middle of tax season isn't unprecedented. Adam Brewer, a tax attorney with this place in San Diego. In 2021, the IRS exempted the first $10,200 of unemployment benefits received in 2020 after many taxpayers had already filed their income taxes and reported the income as taxable. The mid-tax season rule change may be following that precedent. Uh, We expect to provide additional clarity for as many states and taxpayers as possible as next week. Gee, thanks. So, uh, as far as how long, um, since they want me to delay filing, how long do we have? Well, that's what they're going to determine by next week. Yes. What if you already filed your taxes? There's people who filed them already. I'm. St- we're, we just got some of our paperwork now. Yeah, I'm still get. I'm still I just got stuff. my like home mortgage thing yesterday. Yeah, like it seems to be uh, running a little bit behind. An additional 150 locations of Bed Bath & Beyond have been added to uh, stores set to close, including the one location in Hadley. 
The store located on Russell Street in Hadley will close, according to the updated list of locations uh, closing announced on Tuesday. However, no exact date of the store's closing has been announced. Several other locations across Mass are expected to close, including Pittsfield, Burlington, Dedham, Lemonster, Hudson, North Attleboro, Raynham, and North Dartmouth, all places that you would never drive that far to get to a Bed Bath & Beyond anyway. No, you wouldn't. But uh, but that does that represent all of them in Massachusetts? Uh, probably. <laughs> I'm just going to say. Uh, let's see. Updated list of locations closing. Um, store, yeah, I don't. I, it doesn't say which ones are open. It yeah, just shows the ones that are closing. Just I mean, it just shows you how what you know trouble some retailers are in. I mean, remember how big you know that store had been? Yeah, Bed Bath and Beyond. They, those things were everywhere. Well, I mean, I get many, like four or five uh, you know coupons in the mail guess, per week. I was just gonna say how many five dollar coupons would I get uh, every day in the mail? Yeah, if I weren't throwing those things in the trash and actually you know using them, yeah, they might still be in business today. Nope, not anymore. I feel partially responsible. It's it's kind of crazy how a store like that would go out of business. Because you'd think that with, you know, I mean, it was, there were a lot of good deals there. Yeah. That you could get for top quality stuff. I don't understand why you couldn't hold it together. So where am I going to go now if I need to buy, say, like a toilet roll holder? You're going to have to go to Home Goods. Oh, by God. Which is way more. And they turn over inventory all the time. So what you, you see know, today may not be there tomorrow. You know what I noticed? The home goods here in East Longmeadow yeah. is way more expensive than the one in Chicopee. Like it's part of the market. Is that true? It seems that way. I'll be damned. I don't know. I mean, I never uh, really noticed. I mean, I always thought it was <clears throat> all bargain basement prices over I there. I just felt that the prices of, well, there actually was a, a thing. I bought a uh, a double boiler. Okay, and, it, and it, this one over here in East Longmeadow was twenty dollars. This and the same one over in Chickabee was like thirteen or fourteen. Uh okay. So maybe they uh, maybe price gouge. Are you sure it's well, the same exact double boiler? I don't know. Grocery stores do it all the time. I believe there are price differences between one town or another. There are, and the perfect example was that Stop and Shop. Uh, order that I put in the other day, mm-hmm. and the guy gave me the holy guacamole instead of the uh, the uh, caramel cups. Yep. Well, when I went back online, because there was coffee on sale, iced coffee on sale, that they had at the Lincoln Street Stop and Shop, and then when I went to actually go to the Westfield Stop and Shop, they didn't have it on sale. It's different stores have different sales and different prices of things. Mm. That's why they tell you when you go online and you go to like the Big Y website, they're like, choose your location because the prices are different. It costs more to go to the Big Y in Longmeadow than it does the one in, in uh, Springfield over off of Carew Street. If if you were the Big Y family, wouldn't you do the very same? Absolutely. You're damn right. Yeah. Oh, well, these people can pay more. Sure. Dole it Those out. Those people in Longmeadow, there's, there's no end to what they'll pay for their caviar foie gras. Do they have foie gras over at the Big Y in Longmeadow? <laughs> it's Longmeadow. Probably. After accepting unauthorized utility payments from a low-income tenant while taking part in a federal housing subsidy program, Holyoke landlord Carmen Mannix agreed to pay a $15,000 penalty for filing false claims to the government. The Federal Housing Choice Voucher Program, also known as Section 8, offers low-income people federal funds to assist them in finding an affordable housing. The uh, local public housing agencies, which were funded by the Department of Housing, 
determine the local mo- the total monthly rent, which includes some utilities that landlords of Section 8 residents must pay. Landlords uh, receive the housing subsidi- subsidy directly from HUD. Uh, in exchange, landlords agree to adhere to a number of you know criteria. Well, this guy was filing false claims and saying he was doing all the stuff, but he wasn't doing any of it. Mm, well, that's not right. Slumlord. Dear Slumlord, you are ordered to pay $15,000 in restitution. <laughs> but that money doesn't go to the tenant. The money that money goes to the government. Yeah, of course, of course, it doesn't go to the tenant. Well, but it should. I mean, if you've well, been it, suffering, it, where it should go is back into the property to the repairs of to the repairs uh, and everything else that, that's wrong with the building. Yeah. Uh, you get constipated at all? No. This is. I am extraordinarily regular. This is so simple, it's kind of brilliant. There's a new pill to treat constipation, but it doesn't contain any drugs. Instead, it just vibrates. The brand name is Vibrant. The FDA approved pills in August, and uh, they approved them in August, and they just became available as a prescription this week. You take one pill each night before your bed, and the vibration stimulates the nerve cells in your gut that help you go. You have to activate each pill before you swallow it, then it vibrates for about two hours, Stops for six hours and starts vibrating again for another two hours. This sounds like a good Friday night is what it sounds like. (laughs) They buzz for three seconds at a time, followed by a three-second pause. Okay. Doctors tested it on 200 people who suffer from persistent constipation, meaning fewer than three bowel movements a week. 40% said it helped them go at least one additional time per week. There was also less straining involved. Who's straining their uh, Well, I mean, you got to try to move it along, I guess. So, uh, so obviously you you pass the pill. I guess so. Okay, it doesn't right. say anything about that. It says some people could feel the pills vibrating inside them, but it wasn't uncomfortable. They currently cost sixty nine dollars a month. Oh, right. right, and aren't covered by insurance yet. Uh, I, you must have to expel it. Well, you, yeah, you gotta because it's knocking everything loose, right? Yeah, vibrating. Got to be a, a an article about this. this. I don't know this full th- article about this. It doesn't. It does not yet have FDA approval. Is that what you're saying? It does have. It FDA. does have FDA yeah, approval. It's ready for prescription. All uh, right. The capsules are not a cure. They're designed to be taken daily the same way. Uh, yeah, you poop them out. They're flushed away. That's you're right, flushing okay. batteries down the toilet. Is that I, what we've come to is, now? Is your uh, septic system capable of handling all that vibration? That's a good question for the battery boys. Yes. Will uh, a NICAD uh, screw up your uh, your your poo tank? All right. Okay. But you know, to be honest, the the battery boys aren't going to come to your house after you know to replace the battery of one that's already been taken. That we will not do. Yeah. We got to draw the line. Three hundred and forty-nine people with chronic constipation were divided into two groups: two hundred who took the vibrating capsules every night for eight weeks, and one hundred and forty-nine who swallowed a look-alike pill that didn't vibrate. The people who took the vibrant pills reported being able to go more often and empty their bowels and, uh, compared to those who didn't mm. get the vibrating pill. You got a placebo. <laughs> Wouldn't you feel like duped? Yeah, yeah. That's the whole thing about being part of a study. You don't know if you're actually going to get the groundbreaking treatment. And then you get, you'll find but out. But it's yeah. in your head going, hey, yeah, this vibrating pill is moving my bowels along. Actually, you've just been subconsciously uh, drinking more X-Lax as a snack. <laughs> you, you've ramped yeah. up your coffee game a little bit. 
Your uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, rainy with a high of 45 tomorrow. Sunny with a high of 58. It's 25 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. G- rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 648 and Alice Cooper with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's uh, going to be rainy today with a high of 45. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 54. It's 25 right now in downtown Springfield. So I'm uh, you know looking on the, online for uh, news stories and stuff, and I, yep. I come across this one, and I don't understand this at all. Uh, Roger Waters from Pink Floyd, right, mm-hmm. says that he has re-recorded Dark Side of the Moon without the other members of Pink Floyd. A, uh, a new... I, version of it i saw there was uh there was a little rift uh going on here well i mean there's been a rift for decades but basically but it's back again yeah and the reason he's redoing this is because in his words not enough people recognize what it's about uh what it was i was saying back in 1973 when it was released now uh here's here's the thing that i i don't really understand mm-hmm. he's re-recorded an album that has sold 45 million copies if you've sold an album that to uh, uh, that many copies do you really care whether or not someone may have misinterpreted what you were trying to say 45 million people have bought that record seems to me they understand it enough to have made you filthy stinking rich for the remainder of your life uh yeah but it's you know you have all the money you need it's more about the principle of getting back at somebody and uh, out of spite. <laughs> How much spite do you really need at at that man's age? Uh, I, but you know what? Uh, you don't know like the whole dynamic of the argument. Listen, I know that uh, the other guys hate him, and Roger hates the other guys, and the three of them can't stand each other, and they can't even be in the same room together because they all think he's a big fat megalomaniac jerk well he's and a, he may be david's wife polly uh, s- uh started a, a tweeting to roger that he's quote anti-semitic to your rotten core <laughs> with uh, envy m- megalomaniac uh, mega- yeah, megalomaniac megalomaniac <laughs> so so david gilmore's wife is the one that kind of rehashed the the whole thing right well, um, no, not uh, not entirely. Uh, David Gilmore said plenty of things about Roger Waters that supports yeah. everything that she's just said. But he's 79 years old. <sighs> you know, I mean, Roger, what are you doing this for? Other other than to be a total dink, what are you doing this for? What's the purpose? Uh, again, you, got, you need something to do in your elder years. Yeah. And to, I, there's only so much shuffleboard you can play. There's only uh, you know so many bingo nights you can go to. There's only so many gambling card games you can play with Angelo Pupolo. Well, that's <laughs> right. That's that wouldn't take very long. No, but uh, yeah, he's he's got uh, he's still a crusty old man. He's a crusty old man that is doing something that could result in lawsuits. And uh, you know, f- you know, f- you know, further acrimony between him and his former bandmates, dude. Just let it go. You sold a million copies of that record. You don't need much more. Uh, let's see. Uh, here's a uh, Pink Floyd's latest Twitter feud is causing a huge buzz among uh, a fans of psychedelic rock, b music historians, or c the International Association of Aging Burnouts. 
Yeah, well, uh, Rogers falling into I, that uh, one. Aging burnout. Thing. Yeah, yeah, aging aging burnout, looking to reclaim something he did in 1973 for the sole purposes of pissing off two other people. Well, I'm going to do it all by myself then. I don't need those jerks. Which isn't that hard to do, considering that you have you know technology at your fingertips, where you don't even you don't you could just recreate it. You, he wouldn't even have to sing on it. He no, could recreate he, himself on it. All he has to do is sit on a laptop. And he can get this thing done in about three days. And that's all it takes to piss off Roger and Nick Mason. It is pretty amazing how grudges can last this long. It is. It's, uh, it's, well, it's, it's, like, it's still 653. What's the point of holding a grudge for that long? Well, again, yeah, it's, Bax, it's, maybe there's some more to it that you don't understand. Well, I'm sure there is. Yeah. I'm sure this you know runs very, very deep. And it has only gotten worse as because uh, let's let's face it, when you're a part of a a successful team, a successful group, uh, all you ever get asked is about that successful team, that successful group. Yeah. At some point, it becomes uh, annoying, and uh, it's time to move on. Well, but. <laughs> I, I'll put it to you this way. It's I like, wouldn't know it, anything about this personally. I'm just it's like saying a, hypothetically. It's like a divorce, okay? Yeah. You see two people get divorced. Your curiosity was like, you know, what happened between mm-hmm. the two of you? And most of the time the answer is, well, differences of opinion or whatever because people don't want to get into the meat and potatoes of what the real reason was because it's really anybody else's business except those two people. Right. So maybe uh, David here has got some... Maybe he's got some dirt. Maybe he's got some stuff that's not being said. Obviously, he's there were some anti-Semitic things said that they took issue with. So maybe it's just one of these, yeah, we're having an argument. Well, what's the argument about? You know what? He's being a jerk, and that's all you need to know. <laughs> we don't need to know that, uh, you know. The fact he's been a jerk since the 1960s or from the, uh, the year he was born, 1943, is hardly uh, hardly the well, point. But but my point is there could be something that he did that was so unforgivable that nobody knows about. Yeah. Well, I was going to say that final cut record, but that's just me. Well, uh, <laughs> that's just my own opinion. We don't want anybody to know about that. Totally unforgivable. <laughs> it's six fifty five with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. Is I ninety one icy? And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Winter Storm Headquarters, before and after the storm. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As some of you might know, today is the NBA trading deadline. Today is the day where teams around the league will have to complete making deals, trading players in exchange for other players, and shoveling draft picks in a fruitless attempt to compete against the Boston Celtics. And yet, over the last several days, there were rumors swirling around that the Celtics were in line of making some sort of deal with the Brooklyn Brooklyn Nets for 13-time All-Star Kevin Durant. And while that would have been nice, that rumor turned out to be false, as it appears that Kevin Durant may be going somewhere else instead. Where the hell's he going? According to reports, the Nets are on the verge of completing a deal that will send Kevin Durant to the Phoenix Suns in exchange for Michael Bridges, Jay Crowder, Cam Johnson, four future unprotected first-round draft picks, and they'll also swap first-round picks in the 2028 draft. In other words, just two days after trading Kyrie Irving to Dallas, the Brooklyn Nets have gutted themselves while the Suns have just leveraged their future. This news comes hours after it was officially announced that the Phoenix Suns 
had been officially sold for $4 billion to billionaire mortgage lender Matt Ishbia. The Suns, as you might recall, have just been owned by uh, Robert Sarver, who had been suspended and fined by the NBA back in September for his repeated use of inflammatory, in, uh, racially inflammatory language. So in other words, in one day, the Suns get sold, a new owner comes in, and the first thing he does is complete a major blockbuster trade for one of the greatest players in NBA history. Folks, I've never gotten that much accomplished in a single day at work in my life, never mind being the first day on the job. I like to ease my way into things slowly. This guy gets the keys to the place and he's already remodeling the bathroom, metaphorically speaking. Would it have been nice for the Celtics to have gotten that, that sort of trade? I suppose, but any trade that ultimately rips apart the life and soul of the Brooklyn Nets and takes Kevin Durant out of the Eastern Conference, I fully support. But hey, and if I'm I yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Some birds fly south for the winter, but tough old birds like to stick around. Go to Rocky's, get the big 40-pound bag of wild bird food for 20 bucks. Suitcakes, a dollar. Feed your fellow hardy New Englanders. Bird food on sale at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 710. And yes, the backs and Nagel and Rock 102. Uh, it's going to be rainy today with a high of 45. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 54. It's 25 right now in downtown Springfield. Nate Costa from the uh, Springfield Thunderbirds will be joining us next hour, along with Paul Kozub from V1 Vodka. Pretty busy hour next hour. Uh, yeah, very busy hour. Hey, just a quick update here. Um, where is this? Uh, I just had... Oh, yeah. Officials have found a dog who was ejected from a vehicle in a crash along I-291 westbound in Springfield on Tuesday. The T.J. O'Connor Center said that Nyla, a white pit bull, was ejected and then ran from the area and was last seen heading towards Dwight Street. They added that Nyla was found Wednesday afternoon under someone's porch. She was checked out by a vet, and other uh, than a few scratches, she received a clean bill of health. A big thank you to our animal control officers for the time spent on searching for her. Thank you for our followers and searching for her and uh, sharing the post. Nyla has been reunited with her owners and is now home. That's kind of a think about that. People carrying their animals around. Mm-hmm. A bound, somebody's bound to get into a car accident. Uh, well, yeah. You know, a dog runs away, but scared. Thank goodness they were able to find the dog. Yeah. Because is- if you got involved in an accident, you know, you, first of all, your, your car's probably totaled, and your dog ran away. Listen, I know. Well, what a horrible set of circumstances that is. Listen, uh, I know Nyla was scared, but uh, who, which that man's best friend doesn't stick around with the owner to make sure they're okay. Well, you ever watch old episodes of Lassie? Yeah. Where, like, uh, Timmy would get hurt and say, Lassie, go get help. Yeah. And Lassie, you know, jumps out of, you know, jumps right onto the road, gets help. Yeah. Somehow is able to talk to human beings and say, we need your help. And uh, next thing you know, Timmy is saved. Yeah. That's, uh... How do we know that the same situation didn't happen here with Nyla? You think Nyla didn't uh, like get out of the car and go? All right, I just I was just in this horrible accident. I just got thrown from the vehicle. Yeah, uh, there's my owner over there uh, struggling to get out of the car. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, and, I'm going to run down the street. And the owner says, Nyla, go to the police the police collision center on Riverdale Street, right the, down on Route Five. And that, then Nyla bolts down the yeah. collision center because you know, you got to get the car inspected and right. you know maybe fixed. And you come back down, go see your insurance agent, fill out some paperwork, and then come back here and help me out of this car can you fill out my my claim information nyla yeah please? that's what i'm saying and the next thing yeah. you're like the, the dog catcher grabs the dog 
puts him in the TJO, and, you know, all of a sudden uh, it becomes a news story. Well, Nyla had a job to do, and I'm sorry. Nyla but failed. The, Nyla failed. Yeah, sorry, Nyla. Bad dog. Yeah. Bad dog! Oh, they're probably going to give her like a like a giant femur for a gift. Oh, here's a femur for you. We got it from Arnold's. Maybe not now. You know, I got a femur from Arnold's once for my dog. Did you ask for a femur? Well, I said, well, I was asking for the for the marrow bones, you know, the you yeah know, the beef bones, and uh, I said, do you have anything bigger? And the guy over there was like, yeah, we got to, we got a whole femur if you want. Right, <laughs> so uh, he winds up giving me half a femur because I didn't realize how big a femur was, and the even cow, a half cow a femur is a big femur, and even a half a femur is uh, pretty damn big, which he fully enjoyed, which I actually had to get rid of after two days because it was starting to stinky. Yeah, starting yeah, to get right. stinky because he couldn't get all the marrow out of it. So did, when he said yeah. half the half the, the did he like cut it like lengthwise half so all the marrow was exposed? Yeah, cut it in half. Yeah, cut it and not that, lengthwise. No, just. Where the mar- you know, right oh, okay. the bone. All right, gotcha. I don't think did they have the can they do that? Can they cut it lengthwise? Well, we got like a jigsaw in there. When yeah, they cut I know. the steaks, I didn't up. know how that that whole thing works though. Uh, certain saws can't cut through certain ways. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you know, I don't. Uh, I can't remember <laughs> if we talked about this or not. Well, then let's do it again and pretend it never happened. Oh yeah, it's just like playing ACDC's Black and Black again. We'll uh, we'll just do it again. Yeah, you'll hear Tom Perry, uh, Tom Petty, fifteen times a day, but but a but a there's conversation a, that's repeated. There's a phenomenon now of TikTok from TikTok, the new de-influencing trend, genuinely uh, an antidote of our, to our culture of overconsumption, uh, or is it just a symptom of our economically turbulent time? Have you heard? We're in the de-influencing era now. You read that correctly. Influencers on TikTok are telling their followers what not to buy under the guise of critiquing overconsumption and saving money. The growing trend, which has mainly taken root in the beauty and lifestyle communities, compromises of videos in which popular products are labeled overhyped. I'm here to de-influence you, one user warns in a video with over 56,000 likes. Do not get the UGG minis. Do not get the Dyson Air Wrap. Do not get the Charlotte Tilbury wand. Do not get the Stanley Cup. Stanley Cup. Do not get the iPod. Well, most teams don't win the Stanley Cup. Right. Do not uh, get the AirPods Pro Max. If influencer marketing uses personal endorsements to sell products, in principle, de-influencing should urge customers to think critically about their purchases and evaluate their necessity. So it's just honest product reviews. It's actually not a bad idea, because how many companies do you think would step up going, holy crap, this kid's like you're really getting into the minds of our consumers. Mm-hmm. Why don't we pay them to stop doing that? Well, you know, the thing about like reviews, like we talked about this before, like uh, like Yelp reviews, yeah. you know, a lot of the Yelp reviews that you read are planted by the business themselves. Mm-hmm. So you don't always know whether they're honest reviews or whether they're, you know, planted. Um, let's see. Fake restaurant. And then the reason I'm saying that is, you know, a lot of product reviews mm-hmm. are, you know, the, the, the person is provided with the, the, the thing they're supposed to review. So, of course, you're going to give it a good review. Fake reviews. You, there's, a, there's, a, there's a website. I knew there was. Fakespot.com. Okay. You can use AI to detect fake reviews and scams. And it can, this could figure it out. Yeah. It can uh, it can I don't know how it does it, but uh you apparently uh, put give them a link. You shop your way, a cutting edge AI engines work behind the scenes to alert you as you shop. 
So they'll tell you while you're shopping, hey, this is a fake review on here. Because sometimes I look at reviews on Amazon and things like that and go, yeah. come on, who took the time to write this two-page essay about a nail clipper? You know, it's just, it's, it's sometimes it's it's a little uh, overdone. Well, you know, it's like uh, something that I completely automatically discount is like when you know, Mass Live does like a restaurant review. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know of a single time when Mass Live or the Republican has done a negative review in a restaurant. No. It's like any negative review never gets published because they don't want to, you know, they don't want to damage a local business. Well, but your good restaurant reviews are ones that are honest. Yeah. You know, we went on a on a night, got bad service. Went on a night, we got great service. Yeah, you know, we got the pork chop. Gave me botulism. Got the pork chop. It was terrific. Yeah. It's like you never get an honest, you know, assessment of what a, a like a restaurant is doing from, you know, certain sources. Yeah. If someone is telling me, listen, I was here, I go there a lot, I normally like it, but I had one bad night. Well, because they don't they don't want to tick off the business owners in the area. They want the advertising money from from these folks and they're exactly. not going to say anything negative about them. I mean, you know, I'm I'm sure there have been instances throughout our careers where uh, things might not have gone to plan. Yeah. Uh, but we were still, you know, promoting them because that's the way this business runs sometimes. <laughs> well, can you imagine like not talking about like, certain uh, news stories uh, simply because we have a relationship with a certain business? I, I have that, I that have would never no ever idea happen. What you're talking about? Because we are beyond reproach. Yes, we are way beyond reproach. Uh, but I mean, even if that just happened 10 minutes ago. Yeah, I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm not really sure what, what you're getting at. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, you, you, you're when you're whatever you're listening to or whatever you're watching or con- consuming, it's biased based on, you know, who is who's writing it because of how they're being influenced by things. Yeah. So these D influencers are actually helping people. Because they're uh, they're saying, hey, uh, you don't want to waste your money on this crap, these UGG boots. The only problem with that, you know, is- how ugly starts with UGG. Yeah, I know. Yeah. The only problem with that is, you know, everyone has different taste. Mm-hmm. You know what what you may love, I may hate, and same thing, you know, vice versa, whatever. So if you go on your TikToks or YouTube and you're de influencing somebody or a product. That's based on that guy's opinion. It doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad product. It's that their experience with it was negative. So do you right, judge but, something based on, on like, one no. Instagram video you no, saw? No, and, and that's why, like, when I'm looking for product reviews on things, I look for many different product reviews. I want to know... I want to know the worst one, and I want to know the best one, and I want to know the at ones least in between. about 10 in between to say, you know, what, what the deal is that's with these things. That's absolutely the way to do it. But sometimes you don't have that luxury. Sometimes there are only one review, and you can tell it's written by the company. This is beautiful. I uh, couldn't <laughs> wait to get this uh, beauty in my uh, living room. I, the owner made me feel like family. Yeah. Some, that sounds like a threat. a little, like, like over the top. <laughs> but, you know, so... Uh, they're doing these de-influencing things, and uh, they're being successful at it. it this de-influencing hashtag, which has at the present has been viewed over 100 million times on TikTok, the hashtag uh, de-influencing. Yeah. We know about the human rights violations happening within the fast fashion industry, but honestly, fast makeup is very problematic as well. 
they're, they're talking about different products that like, hey, you know where this comes from? This comes from a sweatshop over in Indonesia. Do you really want to buy this? Well, does it work well? Then yes. Yeah, but you know what? Once I think some people see the inner workings of how something goes on, maybe that might change your change your mind. That's why they're calling them de-influencers. They're, they're being successful at this. I think when people you know, stumble accidentally upon honesty on social media, <laughs> when, when they're somehow you know, blindsided by a sudden burst of, of honest opinion and truthfulness, yeah. they don't know what to do with it. De-influencing appears to be the latest socially conscious marketing ploy loosely based around sustainability and the financial hardship consumers may be experiencing during a global economic decline. It makes sense. I mean, you, you shove uh, consumerism in people's face all the time, even in the midst of a, a crappy economy, and then what do you expect people to do? Hey, There's going to be people who run out of money and say, I can't afford this stuff. You think about it. I mean, your dollar now means more to you than ever before. The last thing you want to do is spend money on something that's garbage because things are so expensive. Right. You know, you're going to go and buy something. You want to make sure that you're buying something that's going to be of decent quality. It's going to stick around for a while. You know, it, 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 the economy is to, a little bit too inflammatory to just, you know, you know waste money on things that uh, you know may or may not work for you. You imagine like a radio show selling a subscription to their website for like five ninety nine a oh month? God, like that would ever happen? I'd never. Who would happen. do that? I don't know. I bet you it wouldn't work out though. Don't look at me. I would never in a million years ask people to pay for this show. Seven twenty two with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. GG Rock one hundred two Springfield's classic rock. It's seven twenty eight. And the police with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's uh, going to be rainy with a high of 45 today. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 58. It is 26 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, you missed any part of uh, the Bax and Nagel show, check out the daily podcast. It's available online at rock102.com, but also everywhere you get uh, your normal podcast, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, or uh, Google Podcasts. And Baxi's musical podcast this week, my guest is uh, Dave Roundtree from the uh, the brand uh, the band Blur. Really interesting interview. He's got his own solo record out, and uh, the band is back together. In fact, they're playing at uh, Wembley Stadium in May. They sold out ninety thousand seats in two minutes. Damn. Yeah, pretty amazing. So we uh, you can check that out on Rock One Hundred Two com and all those other various podcasts and platforms. We have to give a uh, shout out to the Hawkman this morning because he returned home from the hospital yesterday. Had some issues going on. Okay. But apparently well, a lot of people at Bay State listened to us because they kept calling him the Hawkman. You're like, yeah, the Hawkman. Really? And he's like, yeah, I am the Hawkman. What's well, it to you? And uh, he told you this? He did tell me that. And wanted a shout out to what he's asking for? Uh, yeah, he just uh, you know, wanted to let everybody know that uh, they're taking good care of him right. at that hospital. Well, there you go. There you go. Okay. There's your shout out. <laughs> There you go, buddy. Hope it fulfilled all your wildest dreams. Hope it makes your life just a little bit easier. <laughs> <laughs> For all the things that you're facing there, right. Hawkman, yeah. let this be one less thing you have to face. Yeah. Uh, we have news coming up next on Rock 102. The di- 732. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news, and it is brought to you by the Springfield RV Camping and Outdoor Show, President's Day weekend, February 17th, 18th, 19th, and 20th at the Eastern States. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. 
Uh, thanks, Bax. Uh, the West Springfield police are looking to identify a person suspected of stealing from a business. We won't tell you which one, but it's a business. Well, that could be any place uh, over there because, uh, as you know, there's only a handful of businesses in that entire town. The man pictured on the uh, Facebook page of the West Springfield Police Department wearing a Yankees hat. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, I, I, that eliminates I, a lot of people. That, yeah. uh, light gray sweatshirt, jeans, and white shoes is suspected of taking more than $1,000 of merchandise from a West Springfield business last Friday. Now, we don't know what business it is, but at least it appears to be a drugstore of some sort. You sure it's not five uh, five below? Mm, no, it's not five below. Uh, you sure it's not uh, a cell phone store? Nope, not a cell phone store. Uh, a major liquor store outlet? Nope. Hmm. Uh, a, a golf supply shop? Nope. Dick's? <laughs> <laughs> golf supply. Yeah, no. Uh, no. But uh, they're looking for this guy. So if you know who he is, actually, the camera's pretty good. I always hate those ones that have, like, grainy video. Yeah. I, I like a, you know, I like a picture that's got, you know, a lot of clarity. You yeah. know, something that you could maybe frame I, later on. I want to see. I want to see the, the up-close and uh, personal picture of the app, of the suspect. It, it, I realize we're in tough economic times. Lord knows I know. But... In this day and age, with technology being what it is, and you're stealing merchandise from a retail outlet, mm-hmm. do you assume or not assume that you're going to be on camera? Now, this guy did nothing to disguise himself. Except put a Yankee hat on. Maybe that's the thing that's throwing everybody off. Yeah, when you know he's clearly a fan of uh, the Cincinnati Reds. But uh, other than the, the hat, there's no disguise. No. He's got to believe someone's going to recognize him. Somebody knows. Well. Somebody who's there. He might not be from the area. How many times have you heard the, you know, the people that were caught, uh, you know, shoplifting from, you know, Sturbridge that right. were on a, that were on a, like a New England crime spree? We, we, I think we just did that the other day. There was a guy from Springfield who was out in the Walmart out there and uh, he, he bought a, or he stole a bunch of stuff. Yeah. But he had done it at several different Walmarts throughout New England. So it wasn't – you don't crap where you eat, Baxi. No, I know that. Yeah. I'm just thinking, you know, this is like a – you know, it's so stupid to be stealing stuff anywhere now because you're automatically on camera, and those pictures are almost always in the in the news, and uh, someone's going to catch up to you. These are not well-thought-out crimes. The uh, city of Springfield has been awarded millions of dollars from the state to implement pedestrian safety improvements to major roads in the city. A $15 million grant package was awarded by the Mass Department of Transportation and is aimed at improving pedestrian safety in Springfield. Springfield Mayor Dom Dom said that the uh, city has uh, already begun scouting roads that are due for upgrades. It comes at a key time as we begin to move forward on the intersection and street areas. We have a numerous amount of state streets being, uh, being one that DPW... Director Chris Signoli has scouted out, so we got we got these uh, pinpointed where we're going to get them. Do we uh, know what intersections he's talking about? Uh, Signoli said the money isn't going towards road improvement as much as it's going towards pedestrian safety. Roads like State Street will be getting uh, raised and high visibility crosswalks, improved bike paths, and even shrinking it from four lanes down to two lanes in an attempt to slow down drivers, which. As seemingly is a dumb idea, like those road diet things, mm-hmm. it actually does slow traffic down 
you know, they they've done it in they've done it in West Springfield and right. into Westfield where they've that section of Route 20 or from like Little George's restaurant to the Walmart or mm-hmm. the East Mountain Road. It used to be four lanes and now it's only two. Well, and they've had their share of problems on State Street yeah. before. And uh, so I understand I, that, that that's that's one. But yeah. you know, but but traffic excuse me, there's a lot of traffic that travels on State Street every day. Mm-hmm. I understand the idea of slowing it down. But on the other hand, you slow it down so much that it impedes your ability to get from one end of town into downtown. Well, you just gotta find a different way to go. The problem being is it's such a busy intersection that too many accidents happen there, and that's why they're, you know, starting with that one, I would imagine. I think Chickabee needs a needs a boost too. Yeah, I guess. Well, yeah, Chickabee's got a problem. But 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 this is you know, road diet uh, uh, you know, bike paths and crosswalks too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, I would think a crosswalk would be kind of s- the simplest option. Probably, but uh, but what do I know? You don't know anything. I don't know jack squat. And if I, I know that if I know if the one thing I know is you got to rely on Chris Signoli to give you answers. The only thing that I know. You mean Tony Signoli? No, Chris. Well, sometimes uh, 22 News uh, points out that uh, Tony and Chris are interchangeable. They are not interchangeable. I think if you asked either one of them, they would say, no, I am not Chris, and Chris is not Tony. Are they related to each other? Are they? To be honest? Yeah. I'll have to ask Tony. I've never asked him I've never asked either one of them. I know both of them. I know know Chris and his wife, and I've never asked. Yeah. Well, we'll have to find out. I'm sure someone is going to tell us. I'm sure Tony... Because he listens all the time, will be emailing us something uh, very quickly. Yeah, he'd probably uh, he'd probably his brother. Probably I would never talk to that brother of mine. Him and his DPW dealings. <laughs> you got to come over to the honest side in politics. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. An assistant swimming coach at a school in Meriden, Connecticut, was arrested for recording video in a bathroom. Police said 23-year-old Daniel Barrillo Jr. was charged with voyeurism. Last month, Special Crimes Unit from Meriden Police Department said it began investigating an allegation of a voyeuristic act that was alleged to have happened at the O.H. Platt High School. The complaint was received from Meriden Public School System, and an investigation was immediately launched. From what I heard, I'm very shocked, said Chris uh, Frazza, a Meriden parent. Coaches filming students? I'm sorry, just disgusting. A student reported uh, witnessing a cell phone recording in a bathroom while they were getting prepared to change after practice. The suspect was identified as Barrarillo, who uh, whom police said was the coach at Platt High School. During their investigation, Barrillo's cell phone was seized and analyzed. The analysis revealed no additional acts of voyeurism or victims identified. However, as a result of that inv- investigation, an arrest warrant was obtained for a voyeurism charge. Um, they see the mugshot of this guy. I don't where, know. Where, where is it? It's on WFSB.com. It's like one of the top stories there. And uh, I don't, this man does not look like he has any athletic ability at all to be a swimming coach. (laughs) Don't judge a book by its cover. Uh, He he, he may not look like a swim coach, but he does look like a guy who owns a cell phone. He looks like he owns a cell phone and he looks like he would have pictures of people undressing in a bathroom on that cell phone. Again, it's wrong to judge a book by the way he looks. It's, uh, I don't know. 
Is that stereotypical to label somebody like oh, that? Oh, yes. Yes, it absolutely is. Even knowing all the details that we know? That's, yes. It's just creepy. Creepy dude. It's a- the creepiest thing. You know what? Your cell phone can be so helpful and so destructive at the same time. Yes, it can. Can it? It can. It can It can destroy you and make you, right? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> Yes. Uh, I'm trying to find It's National Pizza Day. Did you know that? No, I had no idea. Uh, today is National Pizza Day, and restaurants across the country are rolling out millions for Super Bowl Sunday. Approximately 12.5 million pizzas will be ordered on Super Bowl Sunday, according to the AmericanPizzaCommunity.com. As a reminder, on National Pizza Day, you can check for deals and put your orders in ahead of the big game. According to Yelp, these are the top 20 best pizza places in Western Massachusetts, they finally uh, really la- labeled it. You ready? Okay. Antonio's in Amherst. All right, that's a good one. Well, Antonio's in uh, East Hampton's pretty good. Isn't that the same place? It's the same owner, isn't it? I believe yeah. so. Yeah, they're pretty good. The Patronos. Re- Roberto's Pizza in Sheffield. Never been. Crust in Pittsfield. Never been. Holiday Pizza in South Deerfield. Never been. Uh, Chesterfield General Store and Cafe in Chesterfield. Never been. Buckland Pizza in Shelburne Falls. Never. These are so far away from Springfield. I know. I mean, it's in Western Mass, but yeah, they're all like Charlemont. (laughs) Like, who is (sighs) the closest one? I would say the Deerfield one, I guess, or in Amherst. There, there are there are no Springfield pizza places. Uh, Family Pizzeria and Sumner Avenue in Springfield. Okay, family's good. Family's a good one. Is that the same one in Westfield, or is that the different Different one? family. Different family. Yeah. A lot of families, so they're making their own pizzas. Uh, oh, the Dalton Pizza in in South Dalton. The hell am I, listen, I'm not going to go all the way out to Dalton for a pizza. Uh, and my, my favorite place is Alessio's in Westfield. Yeah. That place is awesome. I Because that's the only pizza I can usually find around here that's like that New York-style crust the real thin one? Yeah, they, 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 it's a special one that they have. It's called the Bronchigliago or something like that. I don't okay. know, but it's it's the one. It's like a thin crust pizza with the you know cheese and tomatoes on it and all that stuff. But it, it's really, really, really good. I'm surprised Red Rose isn't over there. I mean, that's a that's a that's a, that's a gold mine over there. I don't see it on here. Uh, Peppo's Pizza in Agawam. That's not the same as Peppa's Pizza. That's different. See, I would have chosen Peppa's over. I don't know what Peppa's is. I've never been to Peppa's. But Peppa's. I've been to Peppa's. Yeah, Peppa's is Peppa's good. Peppa's is pretty damn good. Remember That's they made good. us that breakfast pizza that time? Oh, yeah. That, that was, was good. really good. And the other place I went to, uh, again, last week, uh, Fat Tomatoes in Holyoke. Yeah. That's like, I don't know what the difference. It, it's, it's a good pizza, but it's a little bit different. It's like a, I think it's like a, it's not deep dish. But I think it's got the same like method of cooking where they're, it's cooked in a pan. The Chicago style, like the stuffed crust thing? It's not. It's not, not like that. It's like a regular pizza, but it's like the crust is fried on the bottom almost. Mm, yeah. which it's really good. I really bet that good is good. Too. So, you know, I don't know. I don't have any, have any good pizza recommendations other than the ones you just mentioned. Well, you know, we used to go to Tony's up on Boston Road a lot when we were living out to, in, in Springfield. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Frank Ferentino, who uh, was working at Tony's Forever, just opened up uh, Frankie's Pizza in Longmeadow. Yeah. Longmeadow has been uh, kind of without a good pizza spot in a long, long time. And apparently Frankie's doing pretty good. 
Well, there you go. Yeah, my buddy Frankie will set you up. Is set it, you up. Is his last name Pepe by any chance? No, it's Ferentino. Yeah, well, could have been better. <laughs> Pepe. I mean, that's the famous pizza. You know, this is. Yeah. I, I I'm have, kidding. I don't. I, I have I'm never sure driven down to. Anytime I've been to New Haven, I've never gotten the pizza. I feel like I need to go do uh, that. I got it uh, when I went to the uh, the Hall and Oates concert. The group of us that went, we what we went and got Frank Pepe's at Mohegan Sun. Yeah, which it's pretty good pizza. It's well, really so good pizza. the the Pepe's thing is starting to franchise out a little bit yeah. more. They got new locations, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in other parts of the of the area. But I haven't. When I go to New Haven. I, I it's two things. I'm either going to IKEA and I'm getting in my car and getting the hell out of New Haven, or I'm going to the train station where I do pretty much the same thing. Go to the train station and get the hell out of there. That's what I do in New Haven. I never stop and say today's the day I'm going to go grab a pizza. I know a guy who uh, can no longer go to New Haven because of all the LSD he took in the 70s. He has flashbacks <laughs> of one of the buildings crashing down on him as he's walking down the street. Really? So he can no longer every time he sees the building. He has the flashback of the building crashing down on him. That never happened. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Just a real bad trip. Is it a real bad trip? Speaking of a real bad trip, so we should go on a road trip and get some pizza down there. We should get some pizza down there. Yeah. Go to New Haven? Good. We'll drive down to yep. New Haven, head down there. I got to get a couple things at, uh, at Ikea. It should only take up like six or seven hours. And then uh, and that, that'll be their day. You know that crusty former boss that messaged us yesterday? <laughs> yes. He was the one. When I said, this is, this is, when I first started here, this was part of the interview process. You weren't part of this interview. You were part of like the second interview that I yeah. did here. But uh, he was telling me, he was asking me about my radio experience. Now, there was this one time during a snowstorm where uh, I had to go into work. I think it was like a President's Day or something like that. I yeah. was working at that other radio station, right? And this woman calls on the, the hotline of the radio station saying, Hey, I just want to let everybody know that uh, Michael Bolton's appearance at the Enfield Square Mall will now be pushed to 4 o'clock instead of 2 because of the weather. Because it was a bad snow day. Sure. Right? So I said, uh, well, can you tell Michael Bolton that Steve Nagel says hi to him? And she goes, would you like to talk to him? And I said, hell yeah. I? <laughs> right? So she's like, well, I'll have him call you back in about an hour. So I'm like, this is my first interview that I'm ever doing. I'm just like this liner card reading <laughs> Celine Dion spouting dope on the North End Bridge of Springfield. Right. And, and Michael, and I, so I start doing some research about Michael Bolton. And I and I get some questions together, and then Michael Bolton calls in, and uh, I said, "So, Michael, tell us about the new album." Well, the new album that's been out for a couple of years already. <laughs> you know, like, like I, I have no, I have no knowledge of uh, other than "Love Is a Wonderful Thing." You right. know what I mean? And uh, and then so then when I'm in the interview process here with with the guy that talks like this, he goes, <laughs> "I said, uh, I said, well, you know, I had the." Uh, I I had the bl- blessing of interviewing Michael Bolton, and he goes, oh, Michael Bolton and I are great friends. I just had pizza with him down at Frank Pepe's last week in New Haven. <laughs> so then I had it was like the guy in the in office space where he had to pretend to like Michael Bolton just to get the job. <laughs> Michael Bolton sucks. The funny thing about it is, is you know that guy, yeah. that old crusty boss, would name drop like you wouldn't believe. I know, but yeah, yeah. he could always back it up with he photographic could, he evidence. He, he, he had pictures. He had pictures of himself and Michael Bolton I, sharing a pie. I think the only thing that he would he would be he he would kind of embellish on was. <laughs> 
how close they were. Yeah. Like, he had lots of pictures with lots of celebrities, but how close are you really? Oh, Michael and I vacation together. Yeah, Michael Bolton's coming over and bringing one of them uh, ambrosia salads for the barbecue this weekend. You guys want to... Oh, you can't come. Yeah. (laughs) I'd invite you guys, but we're at a limit. He doesn't want anybody else other than him and I there. Oh, oh man! Yeah, right, we're taking time away from now. Here, this. What are we gonna do? <laughs> Too bad. It's uh, you know, it's seven forty nine, and that's the news on Rock One Hundred Two. Oh, yeah. The National Time Deal of the Year Award winner for twenty. 20- it's seven fifty one with Bax and Nangle on Rock One Hundred Two. It is uh, going to be rainy today with a high of forty seven. Tomorrow, uh, sunny with a high of fifty eight. It's twenty six right now in downtown Springfield. Join Pat Kelly and the Rock 102 Road Crew uh, tomorrow night from 7 to 9 for Free Music Friday at the Aria Ballroom at MGM. Studio 2, the early Beatles tribute will be performing. Stop by the Rock 102 table to register for your chance to win a bunch of great prizes. It's tomorrow night, 7 to 9 at the Aria Ballroom at MGM. Wicked cool place to see a show with Pat Kelly and Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Are you ready? I am ready. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. Clip number one. A woman doing her, uh, you know, we were talking about polar plunges this week. Yeah. And, uh, Officer Ireland from West Springfield and uh, Officer Mike Wilkin here uh, the other day talking retired about Retired Officer Retired Mike Officer Mike Wilk. Uh, talking about the polar plunge they're going to be doing for the Special Olympics. Well, this woman uh, had a friend record her very first polar plunge. Let's see how that turned out. God, it sounds like she's getting murdered. No kidding. Uh, she dips into the cold water. The microphone gets wet and changes the sound. Is she crying? Is she, is she, yeah, she's crying. She, it's, it's, it's like you should see the video. It's like she's freaking out like she just touched a dead body or something. Well, what did she expect to have happen? Well, I don't think she thought it was going to be that cold, I guess. I don't know. It's February. You're outside. You're jumping in water. What did you expect to have happen? Hey, Don Hummison has been doing it for years. Yeah, but Don Hummison goes into the water in a three-piece vested suit. Well, that's how he keeps warm. <laughs> and then he has to go change in that little uh, changing booth afterwards. They all do. Yeah. But uh, how do you know that underneath that that vested suit, he's not wearing like a like a little frog suit underneath? He could be. Yeah. So he's never actually getting his body wet. I don't know. Hey, uh, here's clip number two. An animal rescue that got out of hand. A raccoon was stuck between pallets at a hardware store. Animal protection officers were able to free it, but then it got loose and led them on a wild chase up and down the aisles before they were able to safely capture it. For your own good. There you go. Good work. Yeah. These yeah. things are nasty animals. Yeah, my question is, how do they find that many available Home Depot employees to help anybody at it? Yeah, an right. Hey, we were at Rocky's Ace Hardware. They wouldn't. That thing wouldn't even have gotten in the store. No. Well, yeah. I mean, unless he had his Ace Rewards card, then well, you're going to have un- unbelievable savings. Yes, but he brings up the $5 coupon, and it says, wait a minute. Is your name... Rocky Raccoon? Rocky Raccoon. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, here's another clip. Uh, Gen Z has a new mixed drink, and they're calling it a Borg. Basically, it's a half gallon of water, vodka, and flavoring all mixed into a plastic gallon jug. You know, for convenience. Sure. <laughs> here's the TikTok from Bellazano with the Borg recipe. First, you need a gallon of water. You want to pour out about half of it. Now it's time to add your liquor. Today we're using Tito's vodka. I put in probably like a third. The final real step in making a Borg is to add your Mia or some Crystallite. And then lastly, because it's only 1 p.m., we're going to add some liquid IV so we don't get hungover at midnight. I shake it all up. Taste test. It's really good. Oh, my God. Can you imagine getting so messed up? Yeah. To me, the most important part of that whole discussion is because it's only 1 a.m., you know, 1 p.m. in the afternoon. Yeah, we don't yeah. want to get too crazy, do we? Oh, my God. I used to, I told you that we uh, when I was in college, we had uh, moose juice. Oh, yeah. Yep. That was, uh, it was, this, I, I, believe it or not, I procured alcohol for underage kids when I was in college. Uh, you when I was you can't 21. be proud of that. Well, no, because I was the only one uh, that had just turned 21. Yes. It was like a crew party for the year because I did the audio for the play that they did oh. at school. So they're like, oh, let's get the uh, the old audio guy to buy us some booze. So I bought uh, this kid. He gives me specific, oddly specific instructions. I need uh, the biggest bottle of cheapest vodka you can find. Okay. The... Uh, a 30-pack of the cheapest beer you can find. Okay. And uh, one of those grape juice, uh, frozen grape juice cylinders from the uh, grocery store. Yes. So uh, you take that, you put the grape juice in the bottom. Actually, I think you used two of those. It was two of those. Okay. One of those big five-gallon Gatorade-style dispensers. Mm-hmm. You put two of those in there, you pour, uh, the, and the kid takes and pours the whole bottle of cheap Fleischmann's vodka or whatever the That's hell That's the I good bought. stuff. And then, uh, and then he pour. He proceeds to pour the thirty uh, Genesee ices on top of. <laughs> and actually, it wasn't a thirty pack. I had to buy five six packs because it was so cheap. It was only like a dollar seventy five for six of these things. This is back, you know, twenty five years ago, twenty years ago. Yeah. And um, and you mix it all together. And it actually tastes pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah. it does. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I didn't know this would taste so delicious. We, uh, you know, we didn't throw a lot of parties in college, uh, me and my roommates. But there was one where, uh, you know, we got a big plastic tub and a big jug of Everclear grain alcohol, hundred oh, yeah. hundred ninety proof, good stuff. stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the kind of stuff that could, you could, that could set on fire from a mile away. Mm-hmm. And uh, and there was some sort of mixer involved, and it was so strong. That we were all passed out before the party began. That's a good party. That's a good party. That's a really when you good arrive party. and the hosts are all passed out. That's a good. That's a good time. You know what? Gone are the days of good old fashioned alcohol poisoning. Oh man, you know I, I feel I feel like I'm incomplete since I never totally went through the entire cirrhosis of the liver training program. Yeah, you know what? Like I quit too early. Life could have been different for you. It's uh, 7.57. That is now here. This Nate Costa from the uh, Springfield Thunderbirds in the studio minutes from now. Uh, and that's Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Winter Storm Headquarters. Before and after the storm. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As you know, I am not a man that is fueled by spite. 
envy, animosity, grudges, disagreements, vengeance, vendettas, vindictiveness, malice, rancor, maliciousness, acrimony, contempt, or umbrage. I'm simply a fella looking to go about my day wearing my rose-colored glasses and deluding myself with rocket-fueled optimism and sunshine. With that in mind, I'm sure you can imagine my shock when some people, and you know who you are, decided to openly mock me on Tuesday night when the 21st-ranked Yukon Huskies defeated my alma mater, 10th-ranked the Marquette Golden Eagles, 87-72. Some felt compelled to post on social media, and I quote, Hey, Baxi, what happened to your boys tonight? Or, hey, Bax, looks like UConn kicked your team's ass. Or, hey, Bax, what time is Marquette playing UConn tonight? Because they just missed the entire first half. Yes, those comments are as comical as they were hurtful. And while it is true that Marquette played a terrible first half, I have completely gotten over it. How? All I had to do was wait until last night when the unranked Marquette women beat number four UConn Huskies 59 to 52. That not only settles the score and even things up between these two remarkable institutions of higher learning, that loss last night represented the first back-to-back loss for the UConn women in 30 years. That's right, UConn lost on Sunday to top-ranked South Carolina Gamecocks, and here they were last night losing again for the first time in back-to-back games since 1993. Suddenly, I don't feel so bad about Marquette losing to UConn the other night. Now the ladies have stepped up and kicked the Huskies into their first losing streak since the Clinton administration, long before any of their players were even born, and nearly four years after I graduated from Marquette. Oh, man, it must suck to be you, because I could easily get wrapped up in the sort of public shame and embarrassment that it only took me less than 24 hours to get over it. And I'm delighted to announce that my rocket-fueled optimism is back and better than ever. But hey, never my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. The cat did what? Again? Who's going to clean that up? What's going to clean that up? How about the Craftsman 12-gallon wet dry vac? Only 80 bucks at Rocky's Ace Hardware with your Ace Rewards card. Cat not included. Always good deals on tools at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 810 and Guns and Roses with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, rainy today uh, with a high of 45. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 58. It's 29 right now in downtown Springfield. Let me tell you something, and I mean this from the very bottom of my heart. The best guest we ever have yeah. in this place is sitting right across from us right now. Nate See, Costa w- from the Springfield Thunderbirds. Not because of the hockey, not because of the yeah. team. Dude brought all kinds of bakery along with him. Good for you, Nate Costa. Yeah, I would have said Good Scott, for you. I would have said Scott Cohen, but uh, that's, that's just me. <laughs> He's probably at the gym. He's not bringing yeah, the bakery. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it is four-point stance. Yeah. Uh, first of all, we need to talk. <laughs> Doing the count. What? Yeah. <laughs> the uh, Thunderbirds are on eight-game winning streak. That's phenomenal. Yeah, it's it's great news, isn't it? I mean, people love a winner, and uh, it's pretty evident. You know, we've had sellouts every Saturday night here in the first half, and um, the boys have been playing really, really well. I mean, they 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 weathered a good storm there. We had quite a few injuries, and mm-hmm. and really made a big impact in St. Louis, um, which is what this league is all about. But now I think we're primed for a nice little run. We're getting healthy at the right time, and it's really good. I just, I, I think it's just great the what you guys do with the community and stuff too. You had uh, we went there on Martin Luther King Day. 
which was obviously a, a, a holiday for mm-hmm. all the schools around. Now, yeah. a lot of the schools, did you guys set up with tickets? Is that how that works, or is it? Yeah, it's part of that. Like, like we discount. do a lot of we do a lot of groups. Yeah. I mean, we're not discounting a lot now, which is yeah. great. Um, but you know, getting groups together to come on out, you know, yeah. and and then also. Um, there's some momentum, you know, like I, I think putting a game at three o'clock on a Monday holiday is really good. And it, we're building up, you know, we're building up some momentum. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I mean, we've really changed the the tone of, of what it is. It's no longer are the buildings going to be packed, but, yeah. um, you know, it, it's really good. It's really good. Well, you bring that. At, I mean, that atmosphere makes people way more into it when you got, you know, thousands of people as opposed to maybe a thousand people. You know, you get 6,000 people. The, the noise gets made pretty loud in there and, uh, yeah. you know, kind of gets the team going. Yeah, I mean, we're that's been the goal from the beginning. Like, we knew we had to build it up, and, we you know, we had to create some urgency, like you said before. Yeah. There, there just wasn't a lot of urgency to buy a ticket in this town, right? Like, you could walk up to the gate at any time and buy a ticket, and that was the goal. It was to start to sell out some games, tell the story, make sure you can't find a ticket. And, and we're doing a lot of work behind the scenes, like the – the staff is doing a really nice job of just going outbound and, like we said, getting groups, pulling people into the rank, and then all the ancillary happens. Like you do the marketing and yeah. you get a winning team. Like people love a winner. So but you know, we, we talked about at the beginning of the season too. You know, with with you guys coming off the the, the Calder Cup uh, you know, finals last year, even though you didn't win, there was this uh, anticipation, this momentum that you guys had. That I don't think Springfield's ever seen before. Even if you go, even if you go back as far back as the the Indians and the last time they won a, a Calder Cup, you know, a lot of us weren't even around or you know old enough to even appreciate what that what that was. And I don't think the AHL was anywhere near what it is today. I mean, it's it's an expanded league in in twenty twenty three than it was in the early nineties. However, you start this season off with people genuinely excited for Springfield hockey genuinely interested in becoming season ticket holders genuinely you know supporting this team with you know merchandising and everything else that they do and you guys have done a marvelous job of of taking advantage of that momentum a lot of you know a lot of your teams in minor leagues and other sports attempt to do that they don't always become as successful we were, we're just talking off the air you talked about a little bit about uh, attendance mm-hmm. You guys are averaging six thousand seats, you know, sold you know, per game. The capacity of that place is sixty six hundred seats per for hockey. Yeah, it's bigger for like a center, you know, like a center stage concert or something else. But you guys are nearly a capacity at every game. That's that is remarkable. Yeah, it's pretty. We I was just at the All Star Classic in Montreal and and uh, a lot of people in the league talking about mm-hmm. the success, right? Because they're seeing mm-hmm. what we're doing and. We're not a big market, you know. Like if you look at where we land in the attendance, you're 100 percent right. I think we're 11th in the league in attendance, um, just over 6,000 a game, and we're up against other big markets, you know. And yeah. it's a, it's it's a it's a good thing. Like I mean, it makes it, our building is actually a perfect size for what we do, you know. Like I I, I feel bad sometimes watching what happens in Hartford because you put 4,000 people in a 16,000 seat rink, it doesn't have the same atmosphere. But you put four or five in our building, and it starts to swell, and it feels big, and there's a lot of, yeah. you know, there's like you said, like people want to go to a place that's fun, right? At the end of the day, and yeah. like, if there's nobody in the building, like that's not real fun, right? So, yeah, um, you know, people want to be around like other people and and fun stuff happening, and that that was the goal of the organization from the start. Is, you know, we haven't really talked much about hockey, which is which is what we're all about, right? I mean, at the end of the day, it's about providing an experience and. 
you know, entertainment for kids and, you know, families. And um, that's what this right. this league is all about. And obviously we're going to have the second best hockey in the world on the ice. Um, but you can't really lean into just selling hockey because there's just so few really true hardcore hockey fans, right? Like, it's, you, and you it's, need a, to have, it's a fan experience. Absolutely. I think that's uh, you know the the best way to put it. We is. put a lot of effort into that. Like, we we really try to make it a, a mini Boston Garden, a, a mini pro experience, right? Yeah. Like, um, you know, good production. You know, making sure that our our in arena stuff is really good and it's interactive. And you know, our our, our game presentation person Luke Pavlak, he does a great job with that stuff. You guys are uh, outdrawing. You want to talk about comparisons? Outdrawing the Hartford uh, Wolfpack with your six thousand per game, they got forty one sixty one. Uh, Bridgeport twenty seven ninety six. You want to talk about the, uh, the 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 very bottom, which Springfield was not mm-hmm. that long ago. Uh, San Jose, they don't know the way to get hockey uh, yeah. fans in San Jose at twenty one hundred people. Uh, per game, and here you are, uh, three times, yeah, just about three times the uh, the amount. That yeah, you're right. It's it. The team is all about hockey, but it can't just be all about hockey because you know hockey fans are are like a, a very defined, very yes. you know, you you very loyal group of sports yeah. fans. But it's everybody else that's checking this out for the first time and saying, "My, you know what? This we had a blast that night." Well, come to a game like on Saturday night. You know, we did Isotopes Night, mm-hmm. right? So we rebrand one time a year for you know that the Simpsons namesake that was mm-hmm. in the show, and it's a lot of fun. And so we we do that once a night, and we we change everything around the experience. But you look around the rink, and it, it's just it's a it's a mixture of young people. It's a mixture of you know twenty to thirty five year olds, young families. Um, a, a really different mix of people that were coming before, and and you need that to be sustainable, right? right. Because you know you're building the the fans of the future, and the merchandise stuff really fits in and well as well. Because not only for me is like you, you want your stuff to be cool, but you want people to wear it, right? So like just by extension, people come, they buy the merch, and then they wear it around town, and then like it it slowly builds and swells. And I mean, we're seven years into this now as an organization and, and an ownership group, um, and we had a vision for what this could be if we did it the right way. Like I was able to see a lot of other markets that were similar mm-hmm. to ours doing a lot of the same stuff, you know, and you, and you take some of that and, and our market was primed for it, right? Like people want to be a part of a, a winning organization. They want to feel proud of their team. And I, and I think we're getting to that point now to where, um, you know, it, it's, it, it's prideful to talk about the success Springfield hockey has had. And, uh, you know, hopefully we're, we're destined for another little run here. It would be really, really nice. Can I make a suggestion to you? Go for it. The uh, instead of you know that loud meter where the thing breaks, could we could we have like Mayor Dom Dom on the jumbotron? <laughs> Not a bad idea. With a sledgehammer, and ever and the louder you get, the harder he smashes up a dirt bike that's in front of him. <laughs> could, could you set that up? Yeah, you, I could right, totally set that I'm up. I'm sure he yeah. would like well, that. I mean, a he's lot. at most I mean, of the games yeah. anyway. He, he is. He's a ticket he holder. Is. I he can't is a, hear you. <laughs> <fool>. <laughs> That would be fantastic. I yeah, think that yeah. would add to it. I'd just bring a little more uh, spice. <laughs> to yes, the, uh, it would actually. <laughs> Let, let's talk about the team here sure. you, yeah, uh, sure. for a little bit while you, uh, while we got you. Uh, Matthew Highmore is having a good season. Real, you know, playing really well. You got a bunch of other guys doing really well. Who, who, as far as like uh, like newer guys that have that have come on this year, who who do you think has done? Uh, been the most impressive? Well, you know, it's been a tough start to the season. We've had a, quite a few injuries, but a guy like Matthew Highmore, he was an NHL player almost all last year. I think he was up with the NHL in Vancouver all last year. He was our all-star. I mean, guys like him, Martin Furk, Will Bitten, 
Um, those guys have really stepped up and, and been the stalwarts for us this year because we've had a lot of injuries, and now we're getting healthy. We just got our, our um, assistant captain, Michael Pekka, back, who was a big part of our run last year. Um, and and uh, Nikita Alexandrov was up in St. Louis for a little while, but he's been with us a lot, and he's back down. And, and Jake Neighbors, who's their top prospect, um, had had been here a little bit. He got he was up a little bit, and I think he's going to come down. And, and we're not sure how long he'll be here, but we'll take it as long as he's here because we're just you know we got a lot of talent now, you know. Um, and that's what it's all about. I think St. Louis really saw the importance of going on that run last year. They saw um, those extra games, those high pressure situations. Mm-hmm. Like that's what the the marriage is really good because they want to develop their players in that environment, right? Like those those are really great reps to get. Um, so, you know, I think they wanted to load us up so we can do that again. You know, it looks like St. Louis is on the cusp of making a playoff run. So we're not real sure if that's a positive or negative. I think it's going to be a positive for us because after what happened last year, hopefully they saw the benefit and they'll load us up for another little run. And, um, you know, because it's really helped their development. They take they take giant steps forward when you can go and you can you can play extra games in, in really high pressure situations in front mm-hmm. of big buildings. It's it's really big for development. One of the, the things about you with when it comes to like player development, you know, the, there there are times that every every team in the AHL, you know, deals with this when players are being you know called up to the to the to the to the big team and you know mm-hmm. being called up to St. Louis. How much of that has played a part into the early struggle apart from injuries? Are you finding a lot of guys are getting called up and, and leaving you at a disadvantage? Yeah, I, I mean, we've it's been like anything like I've never seen before. Uh, you know, St. Louis has had a lot of injuries, which is great for us because, you know, guy, guys go up and make an impact, and then, you know, we can use that for marketing too, right? Like, yeah. I mean, those guys come back to us, and, I mean, they're NHL players, right? And they're right on the cusp, so... You know, I think it just speaks to the the quality of the product on the ice. You know, when when we do have when we're pushing the actual hockey product, um, you know, we have some of the best hockey players in the world, and um, you know, it's going to happen, right? That's what our league's all about. I mean, you just got to weather that, and I think our team did a really nice job of that. Our, you know, credit to the coach. There were some really lean times there where we had guys that um, were stepping up and, and playing from lo- uh, lower leagues, and uh, you know we've weathered that, and I think we're in a really nice position now. As you said, like we're right in the thick of it. We're we're fourth place. We've won eight in a row, um, and there's a lot of but there's a lot of buzz. We've won I think four in a row at home. Um, so if you haven't had a chance to come out, come yeah, on out. Yeah. Cause Saturday night was rocking. We had an OT win on, on in front of a sellout crowd. We came back from three zero down, like it. You yeah, know, it was pretty impressive. I was. It's those are the kind of things like that were happening last yeah. year that really got people also engaged, right? Like we had the goalie goal and the game come from behind wins and all that yeah. stuff. It's like th- those kind of things you just can't replicate. Like yeah. you got to bottle up and try to sell it as much as you can because it doesn't happen often. Yeah, the last time we were there, the, there was a fight that broke out on the ice, obviously. And uh, <clears throat> afterwards, my my youngest says, "What's that on the ice over there?" I'm like, "That's blood," and she's like. Cool. <laughs> there we go. Oh, we need more of this stuff. All right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, if you don't like the hot dogs, you can come for the fight. That's right. <laughs> so there's a four game road trip. Uh, two of those games in Providence. One against uh, you know Bridgeport, who you guys just beat in, in overtime, and then Hartford uh, is the the home game uh, next on the 22nd, right? Yeah, we're a couple weeks away from our next little homestand here. We've got one here in Rochester this week, but uh, 
Yeah, that week's going to be great. School vacation week. So, you know, we have got a winning Wednesday on Wednesday. So the last one we won and we're anticipating another huge crowd on that Wednesday because kids are home and they're looking for something to do. Um, and then that weekend, we've got some great events, too. So another community driven event. Um, we have our uh, military appreciation night. So we'll be doing special jerseys that have uh, the Barnes uh, 104th patch right on the shoulder, which is uh, a cool testament to them and awesome. our connection to the. Air Force, and then also CHD, we do a sensory-friendly uh, game for, for kids that um, have a sensitivity to, you know, like loud noises and, and goal horns and that type of stuff. Um, that's been one that we've been building up over the last few years. That, that's actually a great idea. Yeah, that's a really cool we, we saw it in another market in, in CHD. We work at Ben Craft at CHD, and I are, are good friends, and, and we had seen it somewhere else, and we said, God, like, this is something that we got to do here locally. Yeah. So, you know, we really turned down the entire experience for kids that aren't normally able to come and enjoy that. That, um, which is huge it really is yeah. I mean I wasn't really you know I even I didn't have that sensitivity but and we didn't know how how well it was going to be received but um, there are there are hundreds of people in this yeah. area that have that and and you know on a game to game basis like we we are in the process of providing um, you know sensory friendly things you know earplugs and trying to make the experience more enjoyable for kids that um, you know have a hard time with that you know that's great and then you have people my age that can't hear jack squat so the louder it gets the better yeah where's the hearing aids they cost yeah. for the, uh, the Springfield Thunderbirds. Congratulations. They gave winning hey. streak, and we appreciate you coming in. Yeah, I hope I can keep coming in and keep Hell the streak yeah. going. No, no, no. No. You're never allowed back. <laughs> oh, no. Any, any guy who's going to bring Chamorris oh, yeah. to the only studio if you can bring come donuts. in anytime. Yeah, anytime. Only if you bring stuff with you. <laughs> Nate, it's good to see you. Thanks, guys. It's 825 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. GG Inks. Screen printing. 830 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Rent the all-electric Ionic 5 for 28 days and includes insurance. Try it before you buy it. There's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. Uh, Ma- the Master Bart- uh, I'm going to try that again. Sound it out. Ready? The Massachusetts Department of Environmental Protection has fined Karma Environmental Services for violations during asbestos abatement activities at the former Springfield YMCA. Well, you can get your, uh, you can get your fill. Of asbestos at the YMCA. YMCA. Uh, the Massachusetts licensed asbestos abatement contractor from Quincy has been fined $43,500 after they discovered the violations during an inspection at the property on Chestnut Street in Springfield. Multiple violations were observed involving work practices and management of asbestos. You know, I uh, I know a lot of people in the uh, the abatement uh, business. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got the, their master's license in abatement. Oh, so they were a master abaters. That's correct, yes. Oh, I get it. I see what you did. Yeah, uh, they're very busy. Yes, they are. And some of them make uh, money hand over fist. Unannounced compliance inspections were done by Mass DEP between January 18th and March 11th of 2022. During the inspections, they observed noncompliance with the following. Asbestos-containing wastewater material or waste material packaging, I'm sorry, requirements, applying water in amounts which caused runoff and leakage outdoors, and all kinds of other stuff. Failure to keep asbestos containing uh, waste material adequately wet during abatement. <sighs> you know, you do enough abatement, there there will be some wetness. Uh, but, you know, you got to know what you're doing. Well, mm. only if you're doing mass abatement. Well, yes, as opposed to like the ones in Connecticut and Rhode Island. Yeah. Yeah, those are the ones that uh, you don't want to be mixed up with. Different strokes, Steve. Different strokes for different folks. That's right. It takes different strokes to move the world, you know. I've heard that, too. You know, uh, 
What is? How does the beginning of the song? You know, go? the world don't move yeah, to the beat go. of just one drum. Figure that. Out. Might be right for you. May, may not, not be, be right, right for some. Well, a man is born. He's a man of means. And then along come two. They got nothing but the genes. But they got different strokes. They got different strokes. They got different strokes about the world. A new study claims that out of all 50 states, Massachusetts has the fourth worst roads, with many highway roads and bridges in desperate need of repair. The worst part is they all go to the three other worst states. <laughs> 29.5% of the major roadways in Massachusetts are in poor condition compared to 13.8% of roadways across the country. Road studies suggest that drivers pay an average of $620 per year in costs due to driving on roads in need of repair. Poor infrastructure in Massachusetts is costing time and money. Many people believe it's due to poor maintenance and repairs, uneven asphalt, and harsh winter weather conditions. The thing is, though, during the pandemic, they did a lot of road work then. And they did, and we haven't had a lot of snow or ice. Right. So it's less potholes. I remember driving down, what is it, Root Road in Westfield. I think they finally fixed it. It's uh, mm-hmm. They have like all these sports complexes now down on that road. It's oh, yeah, yeah, roots, yeah. Roots yeah. sports complexes. But it used to be, like, they're like, oh, speed limit 35. And I'm like, is that a dare? <laughs> because there's so many bombs on this road that uh, you don't think if you could make it up to 20, you'd be lucky for some of the potholes that were on there. But they, during that pandemic, I think they fixed a lot of the stuff, and 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 it doesn't seem to be as bad. You know, I'm sure I, there are roads like that though. I was driving on Parker Street the other day. Mm-hmm. Now Parker Street in the wintertime typically looks like a like a minefield, yeah, you know, or like yeah. it's like Swiss cheese. It's like yeah. holes all over the place. Now, because there's been no snow or ice, no uh, frost heaves to right. deal with, it's like a it's like a two lane comfort cruise over there on uh, oh, yeah. on, on uh, Parker Street. Yeah, it's nice. I it? love it. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, hazardous road conditions like this negatively like this negatively impact the economy, contribute to traffic congestion, and cause unnecessary damage to cars. I think they're probably focusing more on the eastern part of the state now. Perhaps, but even the eastern part of the state went through their yeah. COVID uh, road construction details too. Right, they did all those things. I don't know. Maybe they're just making it up that it's a problem. I don't know. I mean, yeah, listen, that we have our issues. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, it's better than it's been. Well, I, I, the only thing is, I don't understand how they they don't say how they just determined this the roads. Which has the worst? Rhode Island is number one. I'm not surprised. New Jersey is number two. I'm not surprised. California, I have never been there, so I don't know. Uh, I'm not surprised. Hawaii is number five. You imagine that? <laughs> <laughs> An interstate system on a highway you can't get to from any state. other state. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Well, it's part of the interstate system. That was always the answer. They don't even have highways that go from island to island. No, but they have highways among the islands, like High Five. Oh, I see yeah, what you yeah. did there. Yeah, right. No, but they, they, their interstate, it does seem weird, but because it's part of the federally funded interstate system, they call them interstates. But it, they're, they're like a little bit different. I can't remember exactly what they're called. I've never been to Hawaii, so I don't really know how they operate over there. Well, I've only heard this through folklore, so I'm not sure if I'm even right. The closest I ever got to Hawaii was the Luau show at the Polynesian and Disney. That's about as close. Or the Hookie Lao. Or the Hookie Lao. That's about as close as I've yeah, ever gotten. Yeah, nah, I've never been to Hawaii. My parents went to Hawaii. They did? They went for two weeks without me. 
when I was like 12. Now, did they intentionally leave you yeah. a, a home, yeah. or did they forget to bring no, they, you, much they, like no. uh, Macaulay Culkin? No, they, they they told me ahead of time, yeah, your, uh, your mother and I are going to Hawaii, and you're staying here with your brother. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to rekindle stuff, and you are not going to use the house as kindling. Yeah. So uh, my brother uh, nearly kills me the entire two weeks that were they were gone. Right. And it was like, uh, you know. But they come back and they bring, you know, of all the things they tell you not to bring back, you're not supposed to take lava. Well, what does my dad come back with but a lava Lava? Rock. Yeah. Which I was convinced caused the bad luck for the family for the rest of uh, eternity. Yeah, that was it. It yeah. was the rock. Right. It's kind of like when Peter Brady had that Hawaiian idol. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. right. And, uh, and then the pl- didn't the plans go missing too? I think that was a different episode, but yes. Or maybe it was the same episode. Was it the same episode? I think I thought that was part of the thing was the tiki was the thing that- Yes. Uh, and, the- and, and then yeah, you're right. Yeah. Mr. Brady lost his plans. And then uh, Peter had that tarantula crawling on his chest while he was sleeping. The most frightening episode they ever had. Then they went in a cave. It almost sounds like a plot line for Scooby-Doo, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, Thursday uh, marks the 19th anniversary of the disappearance of UMass Amherst student Maura Murray. Murray was last seen on February 9th of 2004. She left UMass Amherst campus to drive to New Hampshire in her four-door Saturn sedan. Her vehicle was found around 7.30 p.m. that same day, crashed into a tree on Route 112 in Haverhill. Uh, 911 transcripts show a call from a man driving by minutes later. He said she was shaken up and the airbags had deployed with heavy damage, but Murray refused help. By the time an officer arrived, the car was locked and there was no sign of Murray. Surveillance cameras showed Murray earlier in the day at an ATM wearing a jacket, dark jacket and jeans. She was 21 years old and was described as 5'7 in height and weighing 125 pounds with green hair and light brown or green eyes and light brown hair. Uh, police have been searching for Murray ever since her disappearance. The most recent search was in July of last year when the state police, state police searched an area off Route 112 near the towns of Landuff and Easton, New Hampshire. Uh, that's crazy. 20 years. Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, hopefully, you know, with the advancements like they've been doing with Springfield, that you can find, um, you know, more evidence as to what happened to this. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you never know what evidence they, they have. I mean, maybe there's something that they can extract something from. Let's hope so. Uh, here's the big story on Mass Live out of Roslindale. Roslindale? That's in Massachusetts. Did you know that? I didn't. Uh, I didn't know that. Uh, Tuesday evening, two employees at a McDonald's in Roslindale were injured after a suspect tried to rob the fast food restaurant through a drive through window. At 8.47 p.m., the uh, at 718 American Legion Highway, a suspect reached their hands through the drive through window of the restaurant in an attempt to grab money from the register. Uh, in the process of doing so, a conflict broke out where one McDonald's employee was punched in the head and another employee had their hand cut with a small laceration due to broken glass. The suspect has not been identified. However, an investigation is currently underway. That's... That is like one of the stupidest ways to rob something. <laughs> Reaching out the window through a drive-through window to grab the cash out of the register. Yeah. That just seems like too much work. It seems like you need an extraordinary amount of balance and athletic ability to get that done. Wouldn't it be easier to just go inside or maybe find another business to steal money from? Yeah, see this is all part of the Steve Nagel College of Knowledge that people are missing out on. <laughs> 
You're missing out on yeah. Never rob a fast food restaurant, especially if you live near it. Yeah, because you might want to go back if you're hungry. Yeah, I never understood that. No, I never figured that out. I, again, don't ever crap where you eat. That's what people do. And then they get, then they, uh, then they, they, they ban themselves from going to a place. Oh, I can't go in there. I just robbed it two weeks ago. <laughs> Oh, anyway, your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be uh, rainy with a high of 45. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 53. It's 29 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 846 and Tom Petty with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it is going to be rainy today with a high of 47. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 58. It's 29 right now in downtown Springfield. Steve? Yeah. Right across the room from us right now uh-huh. is the very best guest we've ever had on. It's uh, <laughs> I said that about Nate Costa about you know, 45 minutes ago. Yeah. Not even close. Well, we say that to everybody that walks in here. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Paul Koza from V1 Vodka is in the studio. Good to see you. No, thanks for having me on, guys. Before we get started, I do want to um, congratulate you. I, you know, what you guys do for the um, raising money for the Mayflower Marathon every year. And really, that's going to be your, I think, your legacy of giving back and I'm just really proud of you two for doing that every year and really oh, the money you raise and the food you give to the people of Western Mass. I, I don't want, you know, I know it doesn't go unnoticed, but I just wanted to mention that. It, it's the least we could do for all the horrible content that we put <laughs> oh, out yeah. every single day. Yeah. It's, uh, this is our forgiveness. Please forgive us. We'll do nice things for the community <laughs> if you forgive us for putting out this horrible content every morning. 362 days a year, we're apologizing <laughs> right, for what we said. Right. For three days, we can finally get a little bit of a break. Well, well thank you for that. And, yeah, uh, nice and thank you. you, too, for, for your efforts uh, in Ukraine. We, we have an update about that, uh, which, what's been going on over there? Yeah, not a lot of good things. You know, a lot of people are dying, and I think, you know, from, you know, opened my eyes to really war and the, um, you know, I was there the 10th the day of the invasion and to really be in that spot and to see what was happening. And, again, these kind of conflicts only affect the poor, the you know, the innocent. It doesn't affect the people who start them. So it's really just... Hopefully it will end soon, but I don't see an end in the near future. Yeah. You uh, you talked about how you know, you're about an, uh, an hour or so away from the, the Polish-Ukraine border, at least your distillery is. So, you've, you know, you were giving away, uh, you know, care packages for a while, really doing some stuff that uh, you know, was pretty extraordinary. And you came back and talked about uh, how powerful that was to, to hear these stories and to see these people whose lives have been completely turned upside down. Uh, and you're continuing to do stuff for the Ukraine community and refugees. Tell us about what you got going on on uh, the 24th. So it's actually the anniversary of the uh, the day of the invasion. So I really wanted to do something to kind of step it up and give it, give a significant donation. Um, so it's $75. You can go on eventbrite.com, search for V1 Vodka. It really is going to be one of our most prestigious tastings. So we're going to go through all the V1 flavors. You get to try everything. We're going to make a bunch of martinis. We'll have uh, um, a nice spread of food and really kind of go over the history of vodka, how I started, do some mixology. And then at the end, I have a special surprise. I've had V1 sitting in a barrel for 15 years. So the people that attend will be the first people. I'm actually going to launch it this October. 
be called V1 Vintage. It's the only time I'm ever going to do it. It's the ones, <laughs> uh, you know, like I've said before, I don't care about rum or gin mm -hmm. or any of these. This is uh, aged V1, so you get to try that at the event on Friday. Totally out of no. curiosity, what what happens to the flavor of vodka once it's aged? Well, without getting too detailed, but this is actually a good time for us to have a quick shot. Oh, he's changing uh, the subject. Everybody. All right. Uh, okay. This is the V1 Cherry. Uh, that's uh, we have thousands of acres of cherry trees. It's a traditional Vishnufka, and uh, let me get some too here. Um, so, um, so what basically whiskey is not very good vodka in a barrel aged. So I'm putting very good vodka in a barrel. So it's like a whiskey. It's a uh, you know bourbon is 51% corn. Okay, one is made from wheat or spelt. So there are there is weeded bourbons, weed, weeded uh, whiskey. So it's kind of in that. That realm, so it picks up the flavor of the barrel, and it's been sitting in there like closest now over 16 years. Really? So yeah. have you have you had a chance to try it in its in its never process? Back. No, I've never tried it. Really? <laughs> no, <I've, laughs> every couple of months, yeah, I, I've I've brought a little bit out and tasted it, and I've I've sampled maybe a handful of people on it that are bourbon drinkers, and they're like, Are you oh. sure the barrel is full? Yeah, there's missing a couple of liters. <laughs> well, uh, but but th that's what happens in that process, isn't it? Yeah, evaporation. Yeah. Angel right. share, it's called. Yeah, right. there's evaporation. So of... what is a proof on something like that? When so you... it's going to stay pretty stable because the alcohol and the the water are evaporating at the same time. So uh, you're losing volume, but you're not really losing the oh, alcohol. Okay. So when in at 40%. Come out at forty percent. So when that goes on on the market, is that going to be in a smaller bottle because it's a, a limited? No, regular batch? regular seven fifty bottle. I think I'm only going to get about a hundred bottles, hundred and fifty bottles left. Really? Out of that yeah. That sounds um, unbelievable. So let's try the cherry. Cherry. Okay. And, and everyone always asks me, does Baxi really um, enjoy you know try the product on there? And I said, no, never, never. This is, this is just I can't do I can't do that. Not allowed to do that. That's against the law. Oh my oh, god! Oh look at that! Wow. Wow! If you had had tasted it, what would it have tasted like? Like angels sliding down my throat. Oh yeah, unicorns frolicking wow. your tongue. That is that's phenomenal. Yeah, that's a traditional Vishnufka. So that's just real cherries, Vishnya cherries that are grown near our distillery, mm -hmm. infused in the vodka. And then what I'm giving you next, or allegedly, is the chocolate covered cherry. So for your better half, for your wife. If you shook up a couple of these martinis, mm -hmm. uh, so all, what I'm making is three ingredients: the V1 cherry, chocolate liqueur, splash of milk. Let's try that. Okay, like let's let's uh, yeah, pr pretend. Pr pretend you're taking a, a. Well, you don't have to pretend that much. Jeez. Wow. Again, that tastes just like a chocolate covered. That allegedly tastes just like a chocolate covered <laughs> cherry. Wow. Paul, that's crazy. That's crazy good. You guys keep winning uh, awards too. That, yeah. You haven't to stop with that either. We won the uh, double gold at the Warsaw Spear competition uh, the last three years. So we were rated the top uh, wheat vodka, top spelt vodka in Poland, which is for me. I mean, you know, maybe I could win an Emmy or a Grammy, but to to make a vodka from my basement to go to the birthplace of vodka to be acknowledged in Warsaw, the capital, is you know one of the top vodkas in Poland and in the world that 
it really is like the this is my 18th year so you know <laughs> been at it working i started when i was 10 but um you know so it was it was very humbling but it's it's really cool to win those kind of awards i mean it, so we've known you since the since you started since this day thing. one since day one me on. yeah. and uh i mean you, you you're right uh, you know, we've talked about other vodka and you you got in on this you, you want to talk about timing you get in on this whole uh, this whole thing where like vodka sales around the world are blowing up. Vodka becomes like the the the, the hot uh, you know, you know, liquor of choice. And um, oh, thank you, thank you very much for the uh, ice water. The ice water yeah. is going to mm-hmm. cool my throat down. But um, I mean, but so there's I mean this whole thing of vo- this whole wave of vodka sales th- all over the place. And here you are making a vodka, which is considered to be one of the very best in the world out of Western Massachusetts. It's really it's an incredible story that, you, that, uh, that you've got here. And it, I really want the story to be broader. And that's actually what I'm, you know, my focus this, this year is to really grow the brand, grow it throughout the country and eventually throughout the world. What you're drinking now, Baxi, is allegedly. My, my double espresso. So a double espresso martini yep. is the most popular martini. And I must say, this V1 double espresso has been, I have 10 flavors. I said I'd never make a flavor, and I have 10. Yeah. Uh, this has been the best received one I've ever done. Uh, really, the time, when you mentioned timing, double espresso martini took over for the Cosmo. It's yep. the most popular martini in the, in the country. So this you're having with... Um, allegedly. Allegedly, with uh, coffee liqueur. Um, uh, fresh espresso that my wife made this morning and v1 double espresso so here's the thing um i'm this is like one of those i believe i i may have mentioned this to you hey how about making an espresso one and uh this is this i i am so allegedly happy to be trying this one allegedly because i've been waiting for this one forever mm-hmm. so that's as the martini and 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 to point out <laughs> The difference between because you, you you just said I said I'd never make a flavor and now you got ten of them, but there's a difference between the way you process those versus. I remember like Pinnacle coming out with like all of these uh, cotton candy, whipped cream, whipped cream, whipped cream whipped and all that other stuff, mm-hmm. and you realize it's basically just flavored syrup inside of crappy vodka. But you're so infusing, you're infusing, in, yeah, you're infusing them. You actually don't you sell the infusers on your website too? We used to, yep. Yeah, you so okay. You no, know, like this, the double espresso, we're using real Arabica beans yeah. that we're letting sit in the vodka. And again, that's more expensive. Again, why V1 is a little more expensive than those vodkas, because it's like how they flavor a Jolly Rancher, right? Yeah. They're just taking the synthetic flavoring, throwing in some sugar, right, and throwing it in subpar vodka mm-hmm. in, there, in a plastic bottle, and that's what you get. See, now, here's, here's a, a cocktail that I would have made with this espresso vodka. I'm still a huge fan of the hazelnut V1. Just one of the most amazing flavors of vodka I've ever had in my life. Adding that to th- to that espresso vodka would just be, pow, it'd be like we're, blow your mind out. We're planning on doing it. Uh, I'm in the beginning stages of an espresso fest. Mm-hmm. So like a, we're gonna have like five or six different espresso martinis. Oh Maxie, my god, that's gonna be one of them. Yeah, I'll be there. Oh my god, <laughs> that sounds that. I mean, I, I know we've talked about the hazelnut that it's that it's. It's one of your favorites, but not a top seller. And it's like no one makes a hazelnut vodka anywhere in the world. You, it, you good luck trying to find it. But it's right. like it's such a delicious vodka. And it, like we said, it is my one of my least sellers. 
So I have bottles, you know, in my warehouse that are a couple of years old, and I will tell you, it gets better over time. I don't oh, know, I know how or I why, know. but it does. That's, good a, that's a classic. Oh my god, it's so good. So this uh, this event is coming up on the twenty fourth. It's at uh, the V one headquarters, one forty six Russell Street in uh, in Hadley. Yeah, uh, you know, I've been to events there in the past. Really cool. It's a, it's a great. It's a great building, and uh, it's seventy five dollars a ticket. And uh, you said that uh, that profits are going to go uh, to uh, Ukrainian charities. Yeah, hundred percent. We go to help the Ukrainian Charity Foundation. It's a foundation uh, in Poland near our distillery, and they're literally going into driving into Ukraine every day, bringing food, medical equipment, ambulances. So it's these guys are the real deal. And uh, he had asked me to donate um, a couple of weeks ago, and I sent him some money, and he showed me a printout that the money I sent he matched. This guy really how so he's the real deal. He 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 re- he really just wants to help the the people that are being affected. We also have an open house this Saturday uh, from two to eight at the headquarters. It's kind of like an open bar. Uh, you can come get drinks. We do that once a month. So we got that this week also. Very good, Paul Kozen from V One Vodka. It's always great to see you. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Really Anytime. feel like family here. Thank you, especially now with a little morning uh, eye opener. <laughs> I don't oh, know. That's, what, that's all you, buddy. I, I don't, don't know, know about it. Know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. now, Paul, good to see you. Well, you know, yeah, you, you can only tell Bax is drunk when he actually gives the right time. You know, when the time is right. Oh, you mean like right now when yeah. it's eight fifty nine? Oh wow, oh, you yeah. did it right. Oh Back my god, right, you yeah. must be loaded. No, I'm not. I'm no, not loaded. Right. No, yeah. it's just the angels are dancing down my throat. That's it. Spax and Nagel on Rock 102.